Ho, ho, ho. This is Eric. And I'm Daryl. Welcome to the auto podcast that's wishing you a Merry Christmas. On this episode of Throwing Wrenches... It's tradition. It's Christmas. We have some extra holiday cheer in the form of a list. Ho, 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 ho. Who's that? I hear him. Is that Santa Claus? I think so. Have you been a good boy? special uh, edition theme song there. I think this needs more sleigh bell. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of more cowbell? <laughs> Need more sleigh bell. Love yeah, it. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening, and thanks for hanging in there with us in uh, 2023. This is our final episode of 2023, and of course, it's a special one, right, Daryl? It is. It wouldn't be the Christmas season, the holiday season, yeah. uh, without a special edition show, and we've done, since 2018, we've done one every year. This is crazy. Very different themes, yeah. albeit. Yeah. Uh, Some we, of our best material, and uh, in my mind, but yet you kind of poo-pooed them on the pre-show. Uh, some of them, some of them are better than others. There was that one time where we went through our movie picks and at band camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have you might have accused me of not picking car themes. Oh, movies. you did. Driving Miss Daisy. It's still yeah. a car movie. Still the worst pick for a Christmas movie. Oh my god! How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> No, we did uh, last year. We we kind of during the pre-show we were trying to rack our brains. Like, did we do one last year? We did. It yeah, was, it was the twelve EVs of Christmas. Yes, and I and I would like to go back and see how many of those twelve EVs of Christmas are actually mm. still on the road today. Yeah, or or, or no. available, or, or even made it to the road. Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. Probably half of them. So uh, we'll go back there. If you want to search through the Throwing Wrenches archives at ThrowingWrenches dot com, certainly uh, welcome to do so. If you just search up the keyword. Christmas, uh, you'll find some real gems there, some some Yule Logs, if you will. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> anyways, thanks for listening. And yeah, like Garrick said, um, it feels like we've kind of been uh, coming hit or miss here or there, but we've actually tried to consistently put a show out. It just, it's been a while. Eric's been busy. We'll talk more about why oh, he's geez, been busy. Jeez, I got excuses for days. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. It's good. You've been, you've, you've had some really, really uh, exciting stuff the last couple of weeks. So. You know who's been super patient, Daryl? Uh, I can think of a few people. The folks at Fort's Toyota Pekin. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, our continued sponsorship with Fort's Toyota. We do appreciate everything that they've done for us over the years. So whether it's loaning us some space in the dealership to do a show or uh, just uh, giving us some sponsorship cash, sponsorship cash <laughs> to uh, maybe buy new equipment here or there. We do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Certainly. Now, if you don't know Fort Soda Pekin, well, well, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> you can find them on the web at www.toyota-pekin.com. You'll find all the new Toyotas on lot. We got everything. And I say we because I work over there at Forts. But you, you want a Corolla hybrid? Got it. Camry? Got it. Forerunner? Yep. Got a couple of those Tacomas. The Tacomas are running thin because the new 2024s are coming out, and we're all getting kind of excited. Ooh. Maybe Santa will bring one before the end of the year. I don't know. That would be Actually, cool. I don't think they're supposed to come out until January, but uh, super excited about that. And uh, we still have a GR Corolla on the showroom floor. Is it red? It is red. It's, it's a spicy red. Spicy. It's it would look spicy nice. Is it the six-speed? 
they're all. I don't. I don't know that you can buy a GR with with an automatic. I okay. think they're all manual. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I would love to check Stupid that out. Sometime. Stupid question. Stupid question. I mean, you can get a regular CVT <laughs> in a regular car. No, not in a GR, my friend. I would hope not. No, but exactly. There's no, no soul in a CVT. It's good to shift it yourself. That's yeah. my motto. Well, yeah. Also, uh, if you're not aware, you can buy Toyota Care Plus or Toyota Service Care programs for your vehicle uh, through the service department. Just uh, hook me up on that or hit me up on that at the dealership or talk to our fine receptionist, Annalisa. She'll take care of you as well. And where can they find Fort's Toyota on the web, Eric? You well, know, they can find them at toyota-peacon.com, but they can also hit them on all the socials at Fort's Toyota. Mm. It doesn't matter if that's TikTok, because we're on TikTok, Daryl. Hip. We got some TikToks. Super cool. Yeah. And we got some Instagram. Got some reels going threads. all the time. Are you guys on threads? Yeah, I think we are. I think we are, Daryl. I never... I haven't, do you use threads? No. Personally? Okay. No. I, I mean, I, it's probably fine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I can tell you this. I've used... Well, I don't know. Twitter, I may have used more than threads in the last year but not not by much yeah i think i got three posts on threads i might have one on twitter so we'll follow see. follow on any social media platform of your choosing absolutely ports toyota they're 15 minutes from anywhere but not really anywhere mostly in the tri-county area yeah it's it's close enough yeah i mean the center you, of the universe yeah exactly that, that's what we like to think of as north peak and all right it's enough of that nonsense <laughs> first section of the show it doesn't matter if it's a holiday show or not we got to talk about the projects going on in the garage right? yes of course of course yeah and it is freezing cold here in the uh, the Midwest, and we're not quite in the throes of winter. It's still officially fall, <sighs> although it was, what, <sighs> 23 degrees this morning? So yeah. it is kind of winter-like. Yeah. But uh, what are you doing to keep warm in the, the I midwinter? Go, I go on vacation, Daryl. That's <laughs> brilliant. You go to beautiful Mediterranean countries, yeah. like like where? Yeah, I went to Rome. I went to Roma. Ah. Um, yeah. Uh, it was Benet. Uh, so it was in October I went, but, uh, was it October or November? Well, I think it was November. It might've been November. It was November, yeah. So it was an, it was an emergency trip to Rome. It had to be done, you know. <laughs> <laughs> were... In case of emergency, break glass, book ticket to Rome. That's how you roll. <laughs> eat carbonara. That, yeah. In case of emergency, <laughs> eat, eat carbonara. carbonara. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. If that, I'll tell you what, uh, we'd all be in trouble. Yeah. If that was oh a God. real thing, but, uh, you actually did partake in carbonara what spawned the uh, spontaneous trip to to roma yeah so i mean well i want to take pictures of toyotas so i i told i told mr fort that uh, hey I, I need to go take pictures of toyotas and, mm. and he said no that's not how that said went absolutely no, not no that's not how that went uh actually we had a family trip planned many years ago and anybody's been listening to the show for a while knows that during covid we actually planned to go to italy but then oh that's right that's that's this this trip was that trip that got literally canceled when venice was like overflowing with covid yeah and we canceled the whole thing and then we end up like a year or two later going to mexico with that that insurance money was it in march of 2020 when you booked it or was it was scheduled literally we were one week the country was closing down yeah yeah they were shutting down airfare we still had tickets my air airline hadn't even canceled the fares and I canceled it myself. Like, even if I get there, everything's closed. So what's the point? And then, yeah. like, three days later, like, oh, we'd issue you a refund, but I already canceled. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. There. Anyway, so uh, this trip was actually, uh, you know, four or five years later. Mm-hmm. The family was still doing it. Uh, Angela and I hopped, my wife and I hopped on this uh, this plan with the rest of the family and, and did it, man. I've been to Rome before. I've been to Europe before, so this wasn't, like, super shocking. And I really thought I'd end up getting to Rome be like, all right. I'm just going to sit at a cafe table, sip espresso, and watch the world go by. A little biscotti, you know, a little pistachio, that is gelato. Not, not what happened at all. <laughs> I ended up walking 55 miles in six days. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. My pedometer was going off. 
Did you? What, okay. So the follow up being an old man now. What type of shoes did you guys wear? My hush puppies. Really? Uh, yeah. It's, I actually I took pairs, two pairs of shoes. Uh, I took some boots that were waterproof, and I took my hush puppies I'm wearing right now. Right. Uh, Shout but, out to hush puppies. Yeah, yeah. Got them at Designer Shoe Warehouse for twenty three dollars. They were pretty great. I get mine at Long John Silver's. They come with a value <laughs> meal. But go ahead <laughs> with a little with a little uh, little crispies. Yeah. <laughs> whatever those extra crispies. Gross. <laughs> All right. So fifty five miles in six days. Yeah, I blame my son. My son tagged along on the trip, and he every night we we drop Angel off at the hotel room at eight thirty or nine o'clock because uh, like, it's curfew. Yeah, he's like, Dad, Dad, we got to go back out. I'm like, serious? Like, Dad, I'm in Rome. I got to see everything. And we would walk. I saw the Pantheon 28 times. I saw the Colosseum 15 times, you know. <laughs> went we, to the Vatican? Yeah, I went to the Vatican and got literally so overwhelmed. This this one of those things that was, uh, I was actually trying to compare the Vatican to something the other day. It was We spent two hours in the Vatican, and I became so overwhelmed with everything. Mm. Got in the Sistine Chapel. I'm like, yeah, there's just more, more paintings because... <laughs> Michelangelo is pretty amazing, but guess what? The rest of the place is super amazing, too. So there wasn't anything that blew my mind in that room other than one artist did the whole thing. Yeah, I'll give him credit because other ones were shared. But I couldn't Impressive. even get all the way through to the Basilica because my mind was just, like, blown. My neck hurt. I've been looking up all day. <laughs> all the and frescoes I, yeah, or whatever. I'm like, it's, it's overwhelming. You know, your mind can only handle so much. Yeah. So why try and shove some more in there? So now i got another reason to go back to the Vatican. Well, that's why you take... 6,000 pictures. You can go back and be like, oh, yeah, we did see well, that. Well, you can't do that in, in uh, Sistine Chapel. They won't allow that. Uh, Although there are a few people trying to get away. It's hilarious to watch these, uh, the Vatican Guard, like, jump people. Like, I was going to say, did they people act, you know, people act stupid. Like, oh, oh, you know, like, <laughs> it says everywhere, no pictures in this room. And not just, like, fl- no flash photography, no pictures in general. At all. Yeah. But the rest of the Vatican, I think they pretty much conceded, you can take pictures in there. You know, okay. As long as you're not holding up traffic. There were some cool, dude. The Egyptian stuff blew my mind. Yeah, it was just anyway, the Hadrian I, I, stuff that you. Yes, I sh- you showed Eric has a nice little book. And by the way, I think this is a great tip. Uh, and you've been doing this for for quite a few yeah, family last, vacations, yeah. things like that. Go. Where do you go? Google Photos. I, I so I upload everything to Google Photos on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. But then when I get home, you just click on the purchase button, and you can compile everything into a book. And it's pre-formatted if you want to. Awesome. So, and I do a big book. I usually do like. 50 or 60 pages at least. So the book is like 80 bucks, okay? But still. But now I have a book with the whole trip. And and the thing is, I hate to say this because I sound like such an old man, physical media for no, it's, life. No, it's still better. Nobody wants to sit in my office and look through my phone at my pictures. No, absolutely not. And then also when your backup hard drive takes a dump or your other, you know, I've got these 20 pictures on my tablet, but the 400 on my phone, put them in a book. Well, we are just talking about this on the pre-show. The guys, you know, the older guys in your car club. Yeah. Who who passed away, and the yeah. family kind of took over everything. They're not going to go through. <laughs> no. It, it, if you have stuff on a hard drive, you have stuff, you know, even VHS tapes, you know, that. but those books, I will say those books still have some value to them. And I, and I hope, you know, yeah, someday my kid goes, oh, yeah, that's the book of Italy, you know, and maybe show his kids something like that. I, you, can only, you can only hope, right? Oh, and it's great to pass around and show. I, I got a kick out of it. And by the way, you're 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 a great photographer, I know. You probably don't want to hear that, but... Uh, oh, thanks, Daryl. You know, if this whole podcasting thing doesn't 
<laughs> doesn't make you famous. Yeah, uh, Angela goes, you know, everybody at work says that you're a really good writer. You should do travel writing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll just add it on the list of things I can just do when I have time. Just, you know. <laughs> just whistle off yeah, a yeah, yeah. travel well, blog. Yeah, by the way, when I'm renovating the bathroom or doing this or that, <laughs> why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Well, I was, re- I was writing a travel blog. I was making, I was making a boat in the canoe <laughs> uh, barn or whatever. I don't know, learning kayaking. You know what, though? That's cool, though. I, I'm, I am so glad. And it was nice that, uh, you know, you got to visit with some relatives. Some f- yeah. Family yeah. genealogy was kind of a, a big part of this trip, right? Yeah, I feel I feel bad, like, sucking up the show in this because it isn't Carly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, that was part of the They deal, make too. Ferraris there. It's fine. Go ahead. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Actually, some of my family's from up by Milan. So I think the next trip, maybe I'll just go up to Milan. Do it. Um, yeah, there was family that's uh, that that knew my great grandfather when he got on the boat and left for America seventy years ago, or whatever. Wow. You know, they were there, and I met those people, and, and they know my side of the family because people have kept in touch. That is hard work. I, my aunts and uncles have been keeping track of that stuff for years, and I finally got to join them. So that was that was super cool. And nice. uh, but I will tell you, Daryl, the thing that I did the most of. Mm. Besides eat carbonara, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> was uh, was take pictures of Toyotas. You would be shocked at the amount of Toyotas that are in Rome proper. I I thought it was going to be all Fiats and Mercedes, yeah. BMWs. There are a lot of Minis. There's no doubt about that. There's Fiats for days They're all over the place. Yeah, and then uh, Alphas, a lot of Alfa Romeos, right? eh, a few. So-so. But the Toyota, there's a strong Toyota contingent. A lot of Japanese cars in in Rome. I was. Hmm. Very, very pleasantly surprised by that because I expected to see none, so that stopped me at every corner to snap a picture. You know? Well, and they're not the typical ones. There are not a lot of Corollas and Camrys, right? No, and they're there's really different. no trucks either. I, I expect to see some Helixes or something like that. There was none of that over there. It was all the hmm. small cars, all these little... The modern Yaris, I saw one of those that was beautiful. I was like ogling over it. I did see a Fiat Panda. I didn't tell this story to you. Oh. So, at one, so at one point... I'm taking a picture of something, and I see this old Fiat Panda. Fiat Panda is basically the little hatchback utility car that Fiat came out with years ago, and they made them an all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. They're a little rough and ready. This car was probably early 80s, mid-80s, you know, aquarium glass, light powder blue color, very, cool. very boring car. And I stopped. I took like three or four pictures of it. My wife goes, what are you taking pictures of that for? <laughs> I'm like, this is a cool car. And this guy with a Ferrari jacket, like, walks past my wife and goes, that's a cool car. He said that? <laughs> in Italian, you know, in broken Italian. Yeah. That's a cool car. <laughs> like that. And she's like, whatever. No, I'm like, I got verification on the street in Rome near the forum that that <laughs> Fiat Panda was worth taking pictures of. Respect. Yeah. There was a lot of Fiat Panda. The newer Pandas were really cool, too, because they have more of that plastic cladding on the side, more of a modern look. But kind like, of utilitarian. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. dude t- totally digging it. And, I make fun of my buddy Stork all the time for his Fiat and Alpha obsession stuff like that. Yeah, but, uh, man, you're starting to starting to get a little I, bit of it. I could see, I could see where you'd have a little bit. You know, it's kind of cool. See, do, I mean, the first thing that goes through your brain as a car guy has to be, why don't we have this cool stuff? Oh, all here? the time, all the time, right? It's, I know it's different market, different use. You know, it's, it's safety. It's all safety. Is it safety? I is it emissions? It. Is it so like when Toyota brought the IQ to the states, which is a ton of the what we'd call the Scion IQ here, mm-hmm. the Toyota IQ there, everywhere. It's that little two door car. It was, it was a two and a half seater, or they call it a three seater. Yeah, um, kind of short, but but wide. Yeah, like a, it's, a, a, it's decent, a city car. Yeah, and but like some of the Yaris's, we don't get those cars because rear crash tests they don't pass in the United States mm. because if you're in if you're in Rome 
and somebody's hitting you from behind, the chances of being a casualty from a rear-end collision, slim to none. Because they're also in the same size car. Yeah, exactly. They're, probably, they're not in a 6,000-pound uh, expedition. Yeah, it's funny. Even on the countryside, we drove out to the country, which is it's an odd departure. Most people who do these trips, you know, they stay in town. And we were in town a lot, but we did go out to the country twice. Mm-hmm. I didn't see semis on the road like we have here. No. I don't know how they're moving freight around there, but they're not doing it the same way we are here. So a lot of small cars. Everybody's got manual transmission. Even the Mercedes van, vans that we took from the airport. Now, like and, shuttles and stuff? Yeah, all manual transmissions. Diesel? A lot of diesels? Or not that you can I tell. don't know if they were diesel or not. I yeah. don't I don't recall. It seems to me like if they were diesel, I would have heard the clatter and I would have known. But I did have a modern diesel when I was in England the last time, that Ford Transit van. Yeah. And I don't remember. I just, All I remember was a start-stop on it, and it was a little clattery at, at start-stop. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't remember. Did you see any uh, Italian uh, supercars while you were over there? No. On the road, no, just not a casual I... Lamborghini or uh, Maserati running around. No, no. I will say this though, my my cousin Mariano, who's like my sixth or seventh cousin, I haven't done the math on it yet. Uh, he's driving a a mini Countryman estate. Oh yeah, okay. And I'm like, I said something to him. We were sitting there at lunch one day, and I said, "Why aren't you driving an Italian car?" He goes, "Oh, Italian cars are garbage." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Straight like up. You're, I'm like, you're driving a British car and you're, and you're pointing fingers at the Italian cars? Give me a break. Just just call it right. Yeah, Like right. he saw it. It was pretty hilarious, actually. Well, and I don't have any experience. Uh, I've, in fact, I've never even been in, in an Italian car. But uh, a couple of friends of mine that have been in the service that lived over in Italy during that time uh, said they wanted to experience Italian cars. So they went, they both bought – they lived in Germany. They bought Mercedes. Mm-hmm. They lived in Italy. They, they were in the Air Force. Uh, they – they bought. Uh, they both bought Alphas. Okay, and they just they said they just freely admitted like yeah, th- those things were in the shop all the time. But it was one of those things like it was just expected. Yeah, that's like the trade off, right? Yeah. Uh, and it, they were little spiders. They were little roadsters. Nothing sure. fancy, yeah. but yeah, they were in they were in the shop a lot. Uh, and then when they moved, they sold them. And they're like yeah, they, you know, I'm looking forward to what German cars are all about. And then they when they moved back to the states, they bought German cars. Okay. Yeah, I can imagine they did. Yeah. 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 Different. Uh, well, and, and to be fair, the Mini Countryman is a German car, right? It's probably made. Yeah, BMW yeah. makes them or owns them or yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Now, one thing I didn't do because I, I, as much as you think six days is a lot of time, it's really not. Especially when you have two days, you're going out to the country and all that. I want to do a Fiat 500 tour in Rome. You could. You can rent one. Yeah, you could rent. Yes. For three okay. hours, and you could have a guided tour, and they take you around Rome and drive drive through some of the roundabouts and, and through town. Like the Italian job or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Well, not fast Narrow like streets. that, but it, but it looked really fun, and it was going to be a couple hundred euros. And I was, man, I tell you what, the next trip there, I'll probably do it, just because those cars, I, I can't remember what year they are, but these things are highly restored. And if you, if you look it up, Fiat 500 tour in, in Rome, you'll see... This guy has a great setup. He's got like eight of these cars. They all have names on them. They all have like different color paint. Oh, cool. And they're fully restored. They're beautiful. I, I think that'd be a blast. It would, it would be yeah. a lot of fun, yeah. I would yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, someone told me they'd also do Vespa, like motorbike tours. Yeah, no. Scooters. I don't, don't want to die. But that's Were they popular? Did you <laughs> oh, see there's scooters, scooters everywhere. Scooters everywhere yeah. for days. I saw some cool bikes. I took a couple. I, I don't even like motorcycles, so I took a couple pictures of motorcycles too. If you follow my personal. Facebook, you'll see. I think I, I made a post of like fifty cars or something. Picture, you know, that I just kind of shoved yeah. into one post. Yeah, uh, definitely I, worth. I did, a, I did a picture of or a post of all the food and a picture of all the cars. Post of all the cars because I, I'm such a narcissist. I feel like people have to see this stuff. <laughs> I swear to God, no, you're I, not. Have a, well, I have a problem. I really, no, I really no, this, have a problem. People enjoy 
There's there's three things people enjoy. Yeah. P- pictures of, you know, family, babies, you know. Pets. Pets and stuff like that. Uh, people f- like food, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really nicely. I mean, pictures of you eating carbonara are like, hey, this is what I had for lunch. It's an amazing salad or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then also uh, cars. Yeah. People like – and you have all of those. So I do. Constant, all of those constantly. Three- <laughs> my, my feed is just – <laughs> at Planet Stall on Instagram. <laughs> Definitely check him out. And you can see my breakfast every day. Anyway. It's the same thing. Pretty much. I mean, I mix it up. I had chorizo today. We did discover that you are not a, a, a bacon long john fan. The maple bacon long john. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean. Is it a slippery slope? Is it one of those things that, uh, <sighs> by the way, shout out to Jacob Irish, who uh, we, we discovered. Although Eric does post a lot of donut pictures. I don't know. I don't. He does not consume said donuts. No, I, I do post like sometimes if somebody gives us like a box of donuts or something like that. At work. I'll have one. Yeah. I will have one. I literally, I will stop. Okay. Okay. Uh, but pizzas, I have a hard time stopping with, you know, one piece. I can't I'm with that. you there but, too. But anyway. Now the maple bacon long john, is that a slippery slope? Is uh, that, you don't want to go okay, down that so road? I went to Poor Brothers this weekend to the brunch yeah. and Josh Lanning slipped me one of his maple bacon <laughs> Donuts. Hey, pst, pst. hey, kid. <laughs> For anyone on maple bacon, it was something like that. It's like, what's in the bag? I didn't order this fourth <laughs> item. Oh, look at that. And it oh. had, had a banana cream filling in it. And uh, what? Or vanilla. Maybe it was vanilla. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, it was a glazed donut handmade by those guys with uh, maple frosting and, and real bacon bits. And I got I to gotta get his number. I need to, uh, well, I need next, to order some. Next, next brunch, get on it. It was a $6 donut. It's, it's worth like, kind, of, kind of like a $5 shake, you know, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> this is a $6 donut. Is it worth $6? Yeah, it was worth 6 bucks. Absolutely, so, yeah. it is. My wife and I split it, but split it. Um, it was good stuff. So, anyway. So, is Christmas dinner this year going to be uh, fettuccine carbonara? That's a good idea, but no, I have a turkey upstairs. So, unfortunately, I'm stuck with a turkey. All right. I will say this. I have an appreciation for carbonara. I know how to make it now. Yeah. I know the technique. I have not perfected it but i think the next time we have one of those big uh, meals at the house again carbonara should be the uh the menu item it's the star of the show yeah i okay. think so right. and and now that i know you are a fan as well yeah 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 i got i i, I got no problem making it I, I i do enjoy it i've got a nice easy weeknight carbonara recipe that uh that i that i like do you just mix so. up like one egg and parmesan and uh, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's a Google Doc I've shared with some people. So uh, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'll actually share that with you tonight. All right. All right. I um, feel like I'm being teased right food now. T- no, dude. I'm serious. I I like to cook. Obviously, I like to eat. Look at me. Uh, I like to cook. So I like to go places and eat things. And I'm glad that you did both of those in yes. recent weeks. Anyways, thank you for well, letting me indulge on my vacation. It is the holiday show, so we do whatever we want. I mean, this year... We're actually going to kind of have a little bit of a newsy show, uh, unlike past shows. So let's keep on going with the projects here. Daryl, sure. what is going up at the uh, Auto Museum of North Peoria? Well, the Auto Museum of North Peoria uh, is, is seasonal, uh, much like the Dairy Queens of yesteryear hmm. and uh, the Wheels of Time Museum in North Peoria. Is it, it seasonal? Yeah, they close. They close in is October. It, they don't heat it? Nah. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think they also just want to store stuff there. Okay. Uh, they make a little money renting out storage space there. But uh, the, the Scott Auto Museum is not heated. It is not air conditioned. It is not even insulated. So henceforth, it is closed immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're doing a little bit of cleaning up. Um, you ever get to a point where you, you trip over something long enough? You're like, why do I have this I, here? Uh, I kind of, I don't know if you saw the pathway to the studio tonight. It's but fine. I, what are you talking I, about? I did clean out some stuff on the way through that doorway. Yeah. Because it was getting, it's, it, it needs more. 
more, but I understand. Needs a little yes. TLC. I understand. I mean, what's that first aid kit doing over there, too, by the way? That's it's cool, and I don't want to get rid of it. It's a metal box. Okay. Um, don't judge me. Are you going to get an eyewash station next? Yeah, maybe, okay. after I hit you with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, just, I got to a point where um, friends, uh, uh, car friends, neighbors, relatives, rel- you know, they just give me stuff. Hey, you're into old cars. Here's some stuff. And sometimes I can use it for one of my projects, or I know somebody I can I can rehome it. And then other times it just sits, and I don't know what to do with it, and I don't really feel like selling it. Well, I got into a mode last weekend where um, I was left to my own devices a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I'm like, why do I have this trim? Uh, uh, these door edge guards. Oh, like on you know older cars, you yeah. have the ones you oh you probably still sell them now. Yeah, we don't sell them in chrome like you probably. Yeah, have. these were stainless, um, <laughs> and they were for a '63. Chevy Impala two-door hardtop. I've never owned a 63 Impala. But you never know. Exactly. And I had a 64 Chevy, but they didn't fit on that. So I had those for years. And I said, you know what? And they're new old stock in the, in the GM parts wrapper, and they were really good shape. They had the install instructions and everything. And so I go online, and I'm looking. I'm like, I bet you those are worth 50 60 bucks. Well, they're worth more than that. So I put them on eBay. I hadn't been on eBay in a long time yeah. as a seller. Now, I bought stuff. But... Uh, but I hadn't sold in probably seven, six, seven, eight years. So I fired it up. I had to re-verify my stuff. Yeah. And I put it up there. I had some old pictures from a listing that I drafted on uh, Facebook Marketplace for these same items like three years ago. Mm-hmm. During COVID, I was going, I'm going to clean out all this stuff and sell the stuff I don't need. You're right. Well, I never did that. But um, long story short, I put a sale post up there and – Put a hundred bucks, buy it now with free shipping, and I sold it in like an hour. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So then you do the whole thing where it's like, I sold something that's great. Yeah. Now I got to find a box. Now oh, I got to yeah. ship yes, it. Now yes, I got to do yes. all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. why did I put free shipping? Yeah. That's and then dumb. The, yeah. And then you find out you spent thirty dollars in shipping. It's twenty seven. <laughs> but you know what? They were costing me. I mean, they weren't making me any money sitting yeah. on a shelf in the garage. And I just, every time I went in the garage, I looked at it. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do yeah, with this? Yeah, three quarters of a tank of gas in that tundra on that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the thing. I hooked it up, and Sarah said, you know what? Just keep doing that with random stuff. Put it all in your car account. And then when you go on eBay and buy car parts, you're just – it's recycling. Yeah. I'm like, that's genius. I love you. She's so smart. She's she, a banker, I think. She is. Yeah. She's very smart with money, and I'm glad she is because I'm not. But um, you know what? Uh, the extra fees and stuff too. I did notice the fees for that did seem to go up. It was like thirteen percent or something, whatever the fees are. And then they they do the weird thing with the payouts now. Do you sell? Do you sell on eBay? I used to. Yeah. Uh, I sold a lot. Of, I sold books. I, I bought a collection of books from a guy years ago, and books are easy, are they? super easy to sell because you can pack package them very easily, slip them in envelopes, and they're gone. Yeah. And uh, dude, I made. I made ten times, tenfold what I paid for you know the stock. Do you do like? Uh, did you used to do like first editions, rare stuff? Or no, it's just it was just it was uh, just it was like comic type stuff. Okay, just hardcover books stuff. It, it was a weird collection. A guy got a girlfriend. She said, "You got to get rid of all your game stuff and your comic books." And <laughs> you just got boxes, and bankers' so, boxes and, full of stuff. So a buddy of mine's like, "Hey, this guy's selling all this stuff." I'm like, "What's he want for?" He goes, 200 bucks." I'm like. Okay, and I literally made two thousand dollars over the next two months over all that stuff. Uh, uh, like whatever, and then like a year later, they broke up. Yeah, I should send them a bottle of whiskey and be like, "Here you go." Yeah, exactly. This one's for you, buddy. <laughs> no, it's it's cool. Like, and some people it, it they enjoy that. That's a hobby, a little part time side hustle, and it is income. Yeah, I can't argue. You gotta that. have like a whole table with like a setting up 
tape and boxing and all that stuff. And I mean, if you're good with that, and then going to the post office, I'd see. I don't mind because I'm we're pretty close to one, and it's one that is open till like seven at night. So it's it, I, I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bigger thing for me is always trying to find out. I can pack stuff. I'm pretty good at packing. For me, it's always finding the box. So then I started doing the thing where I started hoarding boxes, oh, and man. then I found all the like the. Uh, you know, the one-size-fits-all prepaid priority mail stuff. Yeah, but those are a scam anymore. They're not even as good as they used to be. No, and I, that's what I did. I ordered a bunch, got them delivered. It was a tube. I needed a tube. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Um, and I'm like, well, I can fold this in. I do the measure- measurements and everything. Put it all together and get it out there. And, you know, the stuff barely fits with the packing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like – and I'm still having to use tape and put the thing together and, and reinforce it because I don't trust it. And – um yeah, it's one of those, like, I mailed it Monday. It was supposed to be there Thursday. It didn't get there till today. Hmm. Today's two. So a week and a half later for three to three-day delivery window. And so, like, the whole thing just sucks logistics-wise. But, again, at the end of the day, I made 85 bucks or yeah. whatever, 75 Life's good. It's you fine. do put it, I mean, by the time you figure out how much time you spent on all that stuff, you're like, eh, did I make any money? But, yeah, you made something, and you and you actually cleared space out of your garage. So it was a net gain. You cleared space out. You made a few bucks. So yeah, and hopefully it. some guy is like, "Oh, sweet, I've been looking for these." Totally screwed that guy. Totally hosed that guy. <laughs> I did. I looked up the guy's profile after he bought it. Yeah, and he's another GM NOS parts seller. Yeah, I guarantee they're on his. He's flipping those. Uh, yeah. He's I got him for one hundred and fifty now. Yeah, yeah. He's just making an easy fifty yeah. bucks. So that's fine. You know, I was, Merry Christmas. I was actually talking about you uh, the other day. Uh, were your ears burning? Uh, <laughs> um, but it was it was basically, you know, you were, you were talking about uh, guys with extra cars and stuff like that and having too much stuff. And this this guy who's bought your part, he has warehouse. He has space. And people are always looking for, like, space. Like, if they give away their car. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to go to a good home or something like that. I need a guy with space. If you had a Morton building, this mm-hmm. is where the conversation went. Mm-hmm. You would probably have so many cars donated. You would have an auto museum in North Peoria, I think. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And not, I, and not and that's not a productive thing for you, I don't think. No, because then you get to a point where you just can't get out of your own way. Yeah. You and, know? and then you're not Jay Leno money, so you can't afford to keep everything up. Next thing you know, you got a bunch of cars on flat tires. Yep. Yeah. I've already seen a Mice little... running around. I've seen a peek into that behind that curtain yeah. and I, I I don't like that <laughs> so that's why my stuff tr- I typically try to have most of my stuff running at all times and at the uh, museum of beige now yeah I have a beige car museum that's a side that's a side exhibit it's a yeah. seasonal exhibit is it is it okay Maybe. it's Maybe. like okay it's like when you go to uh the Guggenheim and they have like the real museum like off to the side there so <laughs> right. your beige museum is right. Your what place was, is just like the Guggenheim, is I think what I'm trying to say. Thank you. It's the upper echelon of museums. Mm-hmm. No, so that's really all I got going on. Hopefully I'll sell some more stuff and make a little Christmas fun money or something. I don't know. We'll see. Cool. Yeah. All right. So it is a Christmas show, but we still have some news. It's not even festive news. It's just news news. But we haven't talked in so long. We thought, hey, what the heck? Let's throw a couple articles out here, okay? So it's time for the news. Ah, oh, that was great. See the way I did that? It's just like I've... Just like the first time. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> in world news. <laughs> the high production value. That's why people keep coming exactly. back. Exactly. This is according to Reuters. There's a fear of cheap Chinese EVs that's spurring automakers to dash for affordable cars. The rise of inexpensive Chinese electric vehicles has upped the pressure on legacy automakers who have turned to suppliers from battery material makers to chip makers to squeeze out the costs and develop affordable EVs quicker than previously planned. Fears of the slowing demand cause 
because of EV's expense, has also increased the urgency to reduce costs. Um, I, every time I see a Chinese EV, it's uh, one that I see somebody do with an Alibaba box, and then they open it up, and it's like a it's like a golf cart. Oh yeah, like the what was it the the four thousand dollar tr- EV truck yeah, that yeah. everybody was like doing Google reviews on and yeah. stuff. You're like, okay, yeah, I've yet to find an EV that somebody bought online from China that was uh, actually something you want to drive down the road. No. Am I missing something? I think there's more, and maybe in other countries that okay. are imported. I think there's the whole crash test and you know blah 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 stuff that you know, it's hard to get a car into the U.S. Yeah. if it isn't from an established maker that's willing to jump through their hoops. I am seeing some more stuff being made in China. Obviously, a lot of the uh, the GM stuff, the smaller price point stuff, is mm-hmm. is being made in China. Um, of course, Tesla's got their factory there. Um, uh, so what was I going with this? Um, Motor Trend just tested some EV that's made in Vietnam that just got approval here oh, in really? the States. Yeah, and I can't think of the name. Um, but it was one of those where they highlighted throughout the entire review – uh, it's like last month's last month's motor trend because um, they were comparing it to like the Hyundai Gen- the Genesis and some of the other SUVs yeah uh, the Volvo EV uh, smaller one and they were saying basically like it still has some kinks to work out mostly in like electronics and some minor fit and finish but mm-hmm. they're like it's nothing I mean on paper it it's like all the others you know it was like 45 47 almost 50k price point mm-hmm and you look at the specs, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter where stuff's made anymore. I mean, it does. It does. Whoa, 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 whoa. If if half of the stuff in, let's say, I'm I'm just, I don't know this for a fact, but let's just say half your stuff in a new Volvo EV is made in China anyways. Yeah. The components, the electronics, the battery, all that stuff. What are you really getting for that premium price point? Yeah. Besides a badge and maybe some nice leather. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be different if everything was built... <laughs> in their in their country, uh... yeah. I had a friend of mine actually who uh, worked for Porsche or BMW. I think he worked for Porsche. Oh, it's Mercedes. Anyway, he went to Germany and he did like a tour of the factory. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, you know what really surprised me? I'm like I have no idea. He goes, all the employees were from India. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that surprised you? He goes, yeah. I, I expected it to just be all German people building these cars. I'm like. No, it's it's the same as any factory job, right? I mean, yeah. the immigrants from that country are probably the, the ones that take those jobs. Uh, Vinfast, that's the one I was uh, reading about. Vinfast, V-I-N-F-A-S-T. Oh, I think I've heard of that one, yeah. That might make the next Christmas show. Yeah, it might. It might. Um, but interesting, though. <laughs> the 12 Chinese EVs of Christmas. Yeah, there's quite a few. Quite a few. And that, that story was what, from Detroit Free Re- Press or Reuters? Reuters. Yeah, now, the Free Press, I, I don't know if you followed the link on this one. It's about Detroit. Mm-hmm touting the first wireless charging public road for electric vehicles in the United States. We had actually talked about this probably two years ago when they were talking about doing it. Well, they put the sensors in the road yeah. or the magnetic charger strip things? Exactly. Okay. A bunch of uh, iPhone chargers are now laid down the pavement. Uh, so this is from the Detroit Free Press. The Motor City can add a new claim to fame as the home of the country's only, uh, the first wireless charging public roadway for electric vehicles. On Wednesday, members of the news media got a chance to see it in action. A blue electric Ford E-Transit commercial van was able to charge as it moved over a quarter-mile stretch of newly paved 14th Street, a short distance from the towering Michigan Central Station, thanks to the rubber-coated copper coils buried underneath the road surface. A large screen is set up for the occasion outside a news lab, a rehabilitated book depository, showed the kilowatts generated from 
and the speed the van made its passes on the street, those numbers would fluctuate as the van moved along a 16-kilowatt run at 9 miles an hour at one point with the van getting at the van at a 63% charge. Well, you know what? Okay, I'm not going to get all the minutia. I'm not going to get into all the numbers because that's boring. Science but, and math. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I just have to imagine here. Now, I'm I'm no scientist here, Daryl, <laughs> but I know that there's like an electric coil that moves up and down. So when, when you set your iPhone down on uh-huh. the charger pad, there's like this thing go boop, 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 like that. It's exactly what it does. It does. Yeah. And... <laughs> Does that mean there's like a big, big, giant boo 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 thing in, in the bottom of that Ford Transit van, and now there's coils like going up and down? I, I don't know how. There's very few things surprise and shock and amaze yeah. me these days. But two things: inductive cooktops. Yes. Like if you're, you know, on a cooking show, Weird, you see yeah. it's like magic. Yeah. Water boils in two seconds. You're like, yeah. I don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, actually, three things. Remember when maglev trains, those, mag- oh, yeah. those yeah. like bullet trains that amaze me, amaze yeah. me. And then the other one is inductive charging. Yeah. I still don't know how that works. I could, I've seen videos. I've yeah. seen, I've read articles. People have explained it. It just like moves electrons through the coils. There's like a, it's, it's, it's gotta be like a, the cooktop you're talking it's about. It's gotta be the yeah. same tech. Yeah. yeah exactly. It's just, it's, it's weird. To but me. now I'm sitting in the driver's seat and what if I'm wearing an Apple watch? Is it charging too? What's happening? Yeah, maybe. It's, well, it's not only, <laughs> I think the key is it's pulsating radiation through you. Oh, I think that's probably that's, the takeaway. This, yeah, this is my biggest fear. I, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. If you're sitting there and like all of a sudden your artificial limbs get hot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got a, I got a piece of titanium in my legs. I'm wondering if that would like. Uh, it might, it might sizzle. Yeah, a little exactly. Bit. Um, yeah, if your watch lights up like Christmas morning. <laughs> yeah. When you wake up in the morning, your toes are tender. You're like, I wonder why. It was on that electric road too long yesterday. So my mom didn't even let us as kids have like sleep with an electric blanket because she was like I don't think you should sleep with electricity could you be in the you. same room with the microwave when it was running uh, she was cool with the microwave but my family practice provider my, yeah. my, my doctor was not <laughs> and he went onto a like a five minute diatribe about oh. why my mom should not let the kids near the microwave hmm. because it would you know it's kind of like TV rots your brains. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, okay. All right. So I don't know. Um, radiation's scary, and I also think that those inductive chargers, if you're going nine miles an hour, is that an actual real-world application of like, hey, my commute to work no. is I'm driving nine miles an hour on this Detroit highway. Wouldn't it be cheaper just to run it like cable cars with just an electric line down yes. the road and just have that bar that pops up <laughs> on the top of the Ford Transit van and just drag on the electricity. I mean, I don't know that wireless charging is, is, is the most economical use. Maybe not. How about just an extension cord? Yeah. Just like a series and of extension isn't, cords? Isn't the road like always on? Is it Does it fire up as it knows something's coming over or is it always running all the time? Again, I... What I does ha- it do in the wintertime in Detroit? Hmm... Does that in, does the snow and ice yeah. or water impact maybe, it? Maybe it melts it. Maybe it's hot. Maybe it, maybe it does. Maybe it is like a like yeah. a heating. We pad. ask a lot of questions. Maybe maybe we should get a special guest on at some point and talk about this. Bill Nye, the science guy. We need to Bill, have him on. Bill, Bill, Bill. <laughs> maybe he's his schedule might be free. Yeah, it we'll, might be. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll make some calls if he's not speaking about global warming. He might speak to this. I, he would probably have nothing but bad things to say about this. I think about this show. <laughs> about our podcast or this topic? <laughs> well, that, I don't know. Both. All right. You got, a, you got an article here, Daryl? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, just tacking on to um, 
uh, EVs. This is one uh, hat tip to uh, a longtime friend of the show, Archie. Um, why electric cars could soon get cheaper, and the source is the Sunday Times over in the UK. Uh, electric cars could soon finally become more affordable next year because new government rules will levy a fine of £15,000 per car if too few are sold. Under the Zero Emission Vehicle ZEV mandate that comes into force on January 1st, 2024, manufacturers have to ensure that 22% of cars they sell every year are fully electric. The target will rise each year, hitting 80% in 2030. Again, this is in the UK. Uh, If too few electric cars are sold, the manufacturer will either have to pay a £15,000 fine for each petrol, diesel, or hybrid model, even hybrids, yikes, sold above that threshold, or buy, quote, credits from rivals such as Tesla, which has an all-electric range. Uh, so it's almost like pollution credits back in the day. Yeah, it's great. These uh, carbon credits, we, we deal with those here in Tazewell County a lot, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Car manufacturers such as Toyota and Ford might be under intense pressure to sell more electric cars, which account for only 16.3% of the market, according to the trade body, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they're therefore expected to cut prices, making electric cars a little more affordable. Many people are put off by the price of an electric car, with only nine new models available for under 30,000 pounds, compared to 90 petrol or diesel models on sale for less than that price. So that kind of speaks to what you're talking about in that the first... Uh, the, the Chinese stuff? Chinese stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's what people keep talking about. What do people keep saying? I want cheaper trucks, cheaper EVs, cheaper cheaper cars and, and vehicles that consumers want. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's globally. I mean, we're seeing that you know over in the UK, obviously. People that are interested in EVs... They're not going to pay for the premium of the yeah, Tesla but, or a, a Lucid Air at $180,000 vehicle. That, that, that's not realistic. I get that. But this is totally uh, – this this speaks of crony capitalism in some ways, picking the winners and the losers. So, I mean, manufac- yeah. they've already targeted some manufacturers. They just said Toyota and Ford right there. Uh-huh. Who's going to benefit? Tesla's going to benefit because they don't sell anything with gasoline. Right. Um, this uh, – and – I mean, going back for years now, we've talked about the 2030 line. 2030 was the mandate that, uh, I don't know if it was Coyote, Coyote or Paris Accord, but it was all about uh, electric cars on the road. So right. I think Massachusetts, California, there were some United States uh, states that were saying they're not going to allow cars with gasoline need to be sold in their state. Right. And uh, New York just passed some congestion fee or a uh, um, $15 fee on Manhattan yeah, or something like which that. Which is similar to, you know, London and some other yeah. you know, big global cities. So that is something that, it, again, we talked about years ago as it was, oh, that's happening someday, maybe down the road. It's happening. Oh, yeah. It's, we're 20, we're happening. going into 2024. So, I mean, we're only six years now away from that. So there's going to be tons and tons of pressure on this stuff. I, I have sided with Toyota, you know, I don't want to be it, – it's it's a very slippery slope to just, like, side with your manufacturer just because, you know, you work for Toyota and all that stuff. No. But I do believe that Akio was making a lot of a lot of good points when he was saying that the EVs are not the solution, you know. Uh, long, long term. Exactly. They're, they're a temporary solution, but I think the bigger problem is, you know, that all these administrations – because they want to act now. Everybody, you know, when, they, when they do policies, when they enact these kind of rules, they want to see immediate results now. And they are seeing results. I mean, there's, there's more EVs on the road, obviously, now than ever before. But but are they tripping over themselves not seeing the long-term solution by spending so much time on battery-powered cars? Are they are they kind of losing sight of the next, the next wave of cars past that? And I think that's where Toyota and Hydrogen and the Mirai, I think that's, that's ultimately where it's going to go. I, I, I feel like hitting manufacturers 
uh, for not selling enough EVs. You know, it's it's just it makes good publicity. It makes good politics, but I don't think it's good policy. Yeah, just looking at a quick snapshot of the percentages of EVs in the UK: sixteen point six percent all new cars. This is twenty twenty two data. Uh, petrol, gas, forty two point three percent market share, and diesel five point one. Well, I'm surprised it's only 5% because the amount of diesels over there, it seemed like it was quite a bit. Yeah, me too. And I never understood that how diesel – I mean, I guess if you don't have space like we do in the United States for refining the, mm-hmm. the, the fuel down to gasoline, then, then maybe that's where diesel – I've taken away the refining capability from the coast, and now I've just put it in your backyard so you can smell it as the car burns it, right? But, <laughs> right. yeah, so uh, – but diesels are stinky, and they're gross. And, you know, when you're in a metro town – Anybody who lives out in the country can be like, yeah, diesel's fine, it's great. If you're ever in town, you're, it's gross. You know? See, and I'm a weirdo because even as a kid, I used to love like I love jet fuel. I love diesel yeah. exhaust. I don't mind it, but I don't. If you're in town, I mean, if you're ever in a town, dude, yeah. there's no way. Uh, just my time in Rome, you know, I didn't see a lot of EVs, but there was, there was probably everything's a hybrid. I'll tell you that over there. I saw, I saw more hybrid models of Toyotas. Than, like, why can't we get this in a hybrid? Why can't I get a Yaris with a hybrid? We just don't sell those cars here. Yeah. So they fully yeah. embrace that hybrid technology, which I think is the best technology. It's it's electric when it needs to be. It's gas when you need to get the heck out of town or you need to accelerate or, get, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, they're dinging the hybrids in, in the U.K. for yeah. that. I mean, I could see, you know, if they're – anyways. Interesting story. You follow it up on the Sunday Times, and you get a free subscription uh, if you want. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. It's an online account. It's kind of – it's it's good. I do miss those days of yesteryear, Eric, where you had a Sunday paper and you could just read about all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Get a big cup of coffee or a you know espresso, as as it were. Now that you're <laughs> yes, a big I'm, fan I'm of continent, all the, the uh... <laughs> continental. <laughs> um, no, I just you remember I, that Christopher Walken skit, The Continental. Dude, that was one of the best. I I would I would uh, actually I need to Google that. And watch I'm going to watch that before I go to bed. <laughs> that was so great. Uh, all right, so this next article is in the national news. And actually, I saw this the other day, and I forgot about it. So when I saw you add it onto the uh, doc, I was oh, totally yeah. thrilled. Please, please share, Mr. Yeah. Scott. Yeah, no problem. Um, this one is actually um, from NBC News. A couple other places, Jalopnik picked it up, and I think uh, Automotive News did as well. But uh, the National Transportation Safety Board, NTSB, says, Car commercials encourage reckless driving. <gasps> Gasp. Automakers mm-hmm. often display a warning in commercials when showing a car executing incredible stunts. Professional driver on a closed course. Please do not attempt. Just saw that in a Nissan commercial the other yeah. day. Yeah, G-Boys has it in theirs, too. Yeah. Like, well, if I can't go on the stream like you guys are, or, <laughs> or like they made a closed course stream because they didn't want to drive across a real stream, right. I like that, too. Yeah, and then they dubbed in sound effects. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but, the, but the deaths from car crashes rising every year. That's true. Experts are asking that... If that kind of boilerplate language, which more or less fades into the background, it's in real small print on the bottom of the screen, as the vehicle burns rubber, goes far enough. Last month, NTSB called for a study of current advertisements saying the Insurance Institute of Highway Safety, IIHS, they do all those crash tests that we all see, um, that they should try to determine if there's a link between commercials that show unsafe driving behavior and real-world speeding or reckless driving. Long story short, it goes on. It's a pretty in-depth report. NBC News, you can check their link. We'll put it up at the post here. Um, they're basically saying that uh, deaths and car crashes increased 27% from 2012 to 2021, the most recent year for which it's reported data. Um, it's becoming increasingly accepted that contributing factors to the increase in road deaths over the last decade or so is largely due to bad driver behavior 
or <laughs> risk-taking behavior. Texting. It's according to one of their experts. So, okay. So if we take that at face value, yeah. bad driving or risky driving yeah. is doing it. What are the what's the what's the commonality there? Is it car commercials? That's human. I mean, or human beings. Yeah, it's the responsibility of the person behind the wheel, right? Right. And just like everything else, like rock and roll was the devil's music, or TV rots your brains, <laughs> or video games cause kids to be violent, and all guns are bad. We're taking people out of the equation. Yeah. We're taking personal responsibility and bad behavior and punishing nanny, people for do that nanny state. And now it's oh well, you can't show someone in a Nissan. Z car doing a burnout on a closed course because that's going to cause yeah. a car crash. I just think we need to think. I really think we need to get back to the point where even with all the electronic doodads and cars, things like that, people are going to be people. And the other part... Why they, should it be? People, not people. So <laughs> they reference this later in the article, and I do want to point this out because I do think it's part of it. If the average family car in, let's say, 2012, 2012... People were driving around a Ford Fusion, mm-hmm. you know, made what? 190 horse. Hell, I, I, I was going to pile onto this. So I, I'm interested to see where you, where you go. Yeah, it's just we're at a point now where the average family car is making what like muscle cars used to in the 70s, yes. 60s, 70s. I mean, I've talked about this before. My Mustang Cobra made 305 horsepower and my Tundra, you know, makes well beyond that. Yeah. And there's, you know, the GR Corolla makes well above that with a turbo and all-wheel drive. And you can just, you know, romp and stomp on that all day and it'll walk circles around it. Mm-hmm. We're putting so much power in the hands of people. And EVs, instant power. No lag, no turbo lag, no, no just instant mm-hmm. power at the flip of a switch. And we're just used to it. So it's not necessarily, I think, the behavior of, you know, people mimicking behavior of marketing tools. Yeah. I mean, in the 40s and 50s, they were marketing gimmicks and things like that. Nobody was going after, you know, big business and saying, I don't know. It's just... No, I get it. People suck. That's where I'm at. (laughs) Government sucks, too, because it's not their right to... uh... To tell people, because where that alludes to it, it, it starts a uh, conversation about, uh, you know, our cars unsafe for people to handle. So now what do we do? We put restrictor plates, you know, on, on customers' cars. We're going we're gonna to have the throttles only go down so far, so you can only yeah. accelerate so much. You don't uh, need 400 horsepower, Eric. But, but to your point, and before before technology interrupted, the, you know, the driver in the cab, mm. if you look at like a 2005 Highlander, uh, the horsepower in that car, it was uh, 155 for a four-cylinder, and it's just under 200 for a six. A new Highlander at, with the 3.5-liter V6 has 300 horsepower. And they, have that, and they have that same engine in Camrys and Avalons. Yeah. And it will in an Avalon, that thing will snap your head back, man. Yep. You'd be like, what in the hell is going on under the hood of this thing? Even, even that Highlander that, that Sarah drives, it, it jumps. Yeah. And there's, there's times where I'm like, I'm... <laughs> But pretty. If I was 16 and got yeah. my license, and this was mom's car, yeah. and I was yeah. hammering on, oh yeah, I'd, I'd have a ball. Absolutely. And so, now add a cell phone into the mix. I mean, how many times? It, yeah. It, I would say it's more of a problem with distracted driving. I, I really have no problem with that, that when they say they're pulling people over for cell phones and stuff like that. I'm like, good, get them, get them all. Um, I no. think that I think that's the bigger problem in the future here. Well, do you th- also think too? And this is me being. I'm going to put my my. It's a very light. Thin okay. tinfoil hat. Okay. On. All right, all right. It's not. It's not a full uh, tinfoil bowler. Um, I. I honestly think that this also is the 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 beginning of setting the stage for. 
it's ridiculous that human beings drive cars. Therefore, computers. I I truly believe that the boomers will be the last out. generation that were that that love the cars. Yeah, and I think that uh, you know maybe Gen, some Gen X, Gen X, millennials. Okay, yeah, I mean we we appreciate cars. Yeah, but this new generation coming up, they'll be like, yeah, if I can get in a car and just like uh, sit on my cell phone the whole time, and it just takes where I need to go, like Charlie and Chocolate's Chocolate Factory's Magic Elevator. <laughs> that's all I care about, right? Or Johnny Cab from Total Recall. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. It, 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 driving is is a nuisance. Yeah. It's like brushing your teeth or doing the laundry, or yeah. you know, as soon as we can find a way to box humans out of that equation, I think mm-hmm. we will. Yeah. And I think it's it's stories like these or narratives like this where it's, you know, well, humans, that's it's unsafe. Humans are the unsafe element. I mean, if you look at aviation, there's some of that. If you look at rail, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you know, I, I understand that in a lot of respects, yes. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, not, not really funny, but looking back on um, – the Exxon Valdez disaster. <laughs> okay, okay, tie it's that another, sucker in. Hold on. <laughs> well, I was I was looking back at um, did Joseph Hazelwood just pass away. Oh, the the uh, captain. Yeah, the beleaguered captain. Yeah, I thought he did. Um, hold on, let me look this up real quick. But I I looked it up and I was going through that. Okay, so it was like last July. So I I don't know what the heck I was doing. By the way, someone should take my phone away from me because I'm I'm going down weird rabbit holes. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. Uh, it's my people yeah. looking. What's your browser history full of? Joseph Hazelwood from Exxon Valdez. <laughs> That's what my browser history is full. Of. But I was looking back at that uh, recently for some reason. It must have come up in a in a news story. Or no, something. A TikTok story. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, no. No. You know what it was? Here. It was Edmund Fitzgerald because that happened in November. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was like oh, on it the, was anniversary. the anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking at that and I was oh, like, great, you might also. Great naval catastrophes. That's <laughs> yeah. great. <It's>... <laughs> you might also be interested in other disasters such as. So I looked up Joseph, the Joseph Hazelwood thing, uh, an Exxon Valdez story. And I'm thinking to myself, that's one of those instances that like 50 or 80 years from now, yeah. we're going to look back and be like, what do you mean one guy or his crew, a, a small crew of people yeah. was in charge of millions of gallons of crude oil floating around an mm-hmm. iceberg-infested ocean or whatever, or coral reef, whatever he hit, yeah. I forget. <laughs> I was like 10. Um, <laughs> I think he hit a baby seal. He might, might have. Um, but the fact is is that I, th- I think we're going to view that the same way as uh, more and more technology takes over more roles for human beings. Yeah, but I think there's also that discussion of these mega tankers and stuff like that that might be computer controlled and are just like drifting through the ocean without mm. autonomously. Mm-hmm. You know, what the chances of a catastrophe we look back and go, I can't believe no humans were on that boat to stop that from happening. Like, who? yeah, how, why yeah. didn't somebody yeah. sound the alarm yeah. or whatever? Yeah, I guess, I guess. I don't know. Interesting, weird rabbit holes. Yeah, um, yeah. You need to just put the to, phone down, man. I probably need therapy. It's fine. <laughs> In local news, we got some Illinois news right here. Uh, Illinois right to charge law requires new homes and apartments to support EV charging. The right to charge law, man. They always have a great little spiffy thing, don't they? Man, it's, it's snazzy. Under Illinois Electric Vehicle Charging Act, now Z- new properties. <laughs> It's a must, pun. Yeah, that, the whole the name of that act is a pun, anyways. Yeah, that's great. Uh, new properties must be EV capable starting in 2024. In addition, landlords and HOAs can't unduly restrict residents from installing EV chargers. Starting next year, new homes in Illinois will be required to support electric vehicle charging stations under the new state law signed by J.B. Pritzker. 
on June 9th. Passed by the legislature in May, the Electric Vehicle Charging Act requires any house or multi-unit building completed after January. Okay, this is all redundant. I already said this stuff. Have at least one EV-capable parking spot for each residential unit that has dedicated parking. The law also applies to existing multifamily residential buildings that are being renovated. Ooh. Wait a minute. Well, we don't require permits out in this neck of the woods. <laughs> yeah. uh, originally, the measure required a very, every spot to be fully EV ready with a charger in place. That was eventually walked back to require them to be EV capable with the conduits that would allow for a charger to be installed at a future date. So basically, you have to have 220 in all your houses. Yeah, and enough enough to support multiple people charging. Yeah, now, to have the space in an apartment building... For e- one EV for everybody? Is that the way I read that? At least one EV cable parking spot for each residential unit. And then eventually uh, for them to be EV capable with conduits running to allow a charger to be installed at a future date. So basically you got to put the infrastructure in. Yeah. You don't have to hook it up. Yeah, you just have to have one. In your garage, yeah. I, I get that. I don't really have a problem with that. I, I think it sucks to have these kind of, Here, Here's what really cranks me up on this whole thing. Hmm. We can't get decent internet out here in the Snake Woods. If you were to build a new house today, nobody's going to say, hey, by the way, you have to have internet to right. build at the house. That's not even the law. All right. But yet we're going to have EV vehicles. Now, would this have anything to do with, with JB's little push for like a, a corridor of technology in downstate Illinois, you know, between Bourbonnet and, and Normal, you know, making Rivians and that battery company up there in Bourbonnet? Um, you know, is he, do you think maybe he's trying to like satiate these guys? Maybe, maybe it's throwing a bone to you know uh, to some, but also uh, it's it's like anything and everything else when it comes to retrofitting. I can see for new construction, that's it's way easier, cheaper, smarter to lay all that if you're building something from scratch. Your parking light isn't poured yet. Who cares? Run some conduit, do mm-hmm. your stuff, tuck it under your rebar, and and go to town. You're gonna tell me if you're renovating. Uh, and and I, I only say this because this giant apartment complex by us just got renovated like five or eight million dollars worth of stuff. Um, you know, are they going to tear it all up? Are they going to do all that, or are they going to do the bare minimum? And I think that's one of those things that if I was looking for an apartment to rent, I would look for. And I had an EV or yeah. something like that. Oh I, yeah, absolutely. That's an amenity. Yeah, that's an added value. That's one of those things where you're like, hey, they've got chargers for every place my grandparents live in a condo uh and and they installed them in their in their their basement parking lot uh in in every every place mm-hmm. um of course they have to meter it and they want to charge it to the you know the right household and Absolutely. All that stuff. So, yeah. so there's a lot of infrastructure that needs to happen to make that now is that good for jobs is it good for you know skilled trade union electricians stuff like that sure yeah. but there's just i don't a, think i mean a 220 capability in a house is not a whole lot different than what was you know, going to go into a house in generally. So I don't, I don't foresee this being a giant, giant boon. No, it's uh, just... It's, it's additional cost. But even if I added a charging onto my house, mm-hmm. bigger breakers and the 220, I mean, this is like a $1,000 expense, something like that. I don't think it's a huge deal, right? It's not huge. But at the same time, we're requiring that for, for uh, you know, multifamily residents. Yeah, the apartment <laughs> thing is kind of wonky a little bit yeah. especially when you consider that we're we're still in a point where we're having 
to go to court and argue for things like ADA compliance for buildings and renovations. Um, There's still public buildings that we don't have that are accessible to people in wheelchairs. Yeah, believe me, I experienced that, you know, last summer when we were traveling out west. You know, you can't, I couldn't, it was one store we went to in Seattle. We're like, uh, do you have any kind of wheelchair access? They said no. No. Like, seriously? Just not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow. you know, but we've got four EV spots up back. Yeah, right. So, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing that yeah. I, I always get through. I don't necessarily think this is a terrible idea, but it's also one of those where we pick and choose. Yeah. Right? We pick and choose what's the priority. And to me, it's pretty far down on the priority list. Yeah. But that's just me. Um, I'm sure when my wife forces us to buy an EV in, you know, a year, uh, we'll probably. You think? I don't know. She keeps talking about it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Everybody keeps talking. My mom's talked about it. Why? I think they watch too much TV. There's no reason. That's because that's why. It's because yeah. it's on TV all the time. Yeah, because you guys don't really drive that much in your gassers anyway. No, right? but that's also why an EV might really be but, decent. Okay. Well, whatever. I don't see. It's like three miles to work. It's not like you got old cars or anything like that. But, uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Prices are coming down, Daryl. We've had two articles about it. so We have. Yeah. All right. You ready to do this? You ready? Let's do it. We get ready to bring it back. Ready to bring back old school here with our, our uh, one of our segments that we haven't had in forever. Exactly. I'm skipping over the bikini beans. Sorry. What? Yeah. Sorry. It's not Christmassy enough for me. Those girls in their bikinis selling beans. I mean. All right. Okay. We'll save that for the next show. Is that be, okay? All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do we have a theme song? Uh, uh, for oh wait a yeah hold on let me find it. But you may need to make sure I'm connected on the uh, Bluetooth-y thing. Do you have some supplemental audio you'd yeah, like to share with the, 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 the class? Okay. The Bluetooth. I'm connected to the BTA, some, too. Some Christmas treats? Yes. All right. All right. Well, I think we've reached that part of the program where it's it's almost that time. It's time. Oh. It's time for your moment of was the night before Christmas and all through the city everyone was exhausted because the year had been bad. The women wrote notes to the sound of the crickets demanding that Santa bring Taylor Swift tickets. Pa with his Xanax and I with my booze had just settled down for a long winter snooze. When out on the lawn there was such a loud clap I took hold of my phone and opened the Ring app when what to my bloodshot eyes should appear but an electronic sleigh and somehow no reindeer. With a familiar driver so confident and brusque, I knew in a moment it was Elon Musk. Where are the reindeer, I said, so surprised. I bought the North Pole, and we have downsized. Santa's in rehab. He had a rough year. He lost all his money in Bitcoin, I fear. Then he and the missus had a big scene when he saw her DMs with Adam Levine. He had no mirth, and the missus had lost hers. They both fumed around like Will Smith at the Oscars. They did patch things up. Their problems are ghosts, and now they get freaky like GMA hosts. But the elves made no toys. They didn't do prep because they wasted all summer watching Herd and Depp. Now I bring the gifts, and that's a whole saga because everything I had was from Balenciaga. We burned all that stuff to protest the pervs, but now there is not much in the reserves. I had a few shoes that were branded by Yeezy, but that would make too many people uneasy. So sorry to tell you, but under your trees, all you will get is Jake Paul NFTs. To start his sleigh, a button he tapped, saying, gotta go post, my Spotify wrapped. He said one more thing as he faded from view. Congrats to you all. You survived 22. Oh, see, it's like a year old. Oh, it's <laughs> I feel, not, it's I feel not topical. Bad. But, you know, but it was still Elon, and uh, that's why I did it. That was your moment there you of Wow. That was, uh, I'd never seen that before. Yeah. Is it, is it, did the GMA host really get freaky? What were they doing? 
Uh, what was good, what was happening at Good Morning America? I, don't, I have to go back to the archives. I really don't. <laughs> After was Kathy that, Lee left, I, I was like, was that Kathy Lee? No, I, don't. I saw her on Whose Lines Anyway the other day, and she was still she's surprisingly coherent. Oh no, plastic surgery has been very nice for her. You know, all right, all right. That's that's fantastic. Right, Great so, find there. What thank if, you. if people want to you know search? Oh that yeah. Up. So let's give some credit to the uh, artist on the that night one. before Christmas by with Jen Fullweiler. You can find her on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it at, at Jen F U L W I L E R. So, but it's from 2022. It really doesn't matter. I, again, I think all I'm going to do is look up and see what was going on. Good Morning America. So yeah, it's interesting. I do remember there was some stuff going on with. There, there was some host hanky panky going yeah. on. Yeah, wasn't uh, that? Oh, I thought that was. Uh, they both, like, two co-hosts married, and then they both got divorced, and then they, oh, uh, maybe they like left with each other. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Morning TV, by the way. Unless you're in jury duty, or oh, you're yeah. in a service <laughs> waiting room, you should never be watching that stuff. <laughs> like, it's all poison. It's yeah. all. It's all just brain rot. It's terrible. I yeah. would much rather Dude, watch. But Regis, come on, Regis. He was. He was fun. He was animated. Yeah. Yeah. Once Kelly took over, once Kelly Ripa came in, I she's think, poison. I think society like dropped down a notch. Yeah, I think so too. One more sign of the apocalypse, Kelly Ripa. And she keeps going through co-host. Yeah, she? she does because she's a horrible person. Yeah. yeah. And nobody's figured it out. No, I don't think Nobody so. seems to care. <laughs> Nobody. Everybody's like, have you ever met somebody who's like, I love Kelly Ripa? Never. Never in my entire uh-uh. life. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Whatever. You know who should host a morning talk show? Us. Uh, besides us. Tim Allen. I would watch Tim Allen. Oh, he's too polarizing. He's too Republican. Now? Yes. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'd watch Tim Allen 1996 era Tim Allen. You think? Maybe. I think Why would Tim Allen want to do that show? See, that doesn't make any know. sense. That, I think it'd be funny. That's stupid. Okay. <laughs> cool. Great. I'll call, I'll call Kelly Ripa and let her know. <laughs> Kelly and Tim, Tim Allen. That'd be awesome. Yeah, because you need the yin and the yang. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That works so great on yes, The yes. View. Yes. Anyways... <laughs> Let's talk more about. Uh, All right, it's, it, it, it's the Christmas part of our show. Yes, this is the. You've been waiting this whole time. How long have you been waiting, folks? Too long. Too long. I've been waiting. I don't know for Darryl, a Darryl, show Darryl, like this. Daryl's been sliding the keys around here. He's making magic happen, everybody. Hold on. Uh, hour and five. All right, you've been waiting an hour and five minutes for this. So, in this special Christmas episode, uh, we're not going to bring you movies. We're not going to bring you uh, oh, playlists. Okay. We're not going to bring you the 12 EVs of Christmas. What we are going to do, we've each brought to the table three unique items that will save your marriages and save your relationships because you will not buy these items for your car-connected friend. Anybody who loves cars, loves little gadgets, little trinkets, it might be fun, you know. So you say, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run down to Lowe's. I'm going to pick up this thing for 30 bucks. It'll be awesome. They'll love it. Just plugs into 12 volt. Well, folks, we have saved you because these six items here will stop you from creating a disaster and maybe losing a friendship. I think this is this is sage advice. Yes. And if you're, a, like me, you're a last-minute shopper, this is something you want to jot down. Yeah. Although Things my third one might be one to buy, depending on your... Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I am I am this hard and I'm probably going to go to Amazon later tonight. But uh, let's go ahead and ha- let's kick you off here. All right, all right. Uh well, I'm going to go so I, I didn't put them in the right order. I'm going to start with my 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 first pick, okay? It's portable vacuums, Daryl. Mm. Anytime you see one of these 12 
12 volt portable vacuums. Maybe yeah. it has a rechargeable feature on it or something like that. It looks like a mini dustbuster. Remember those things from the 80s? Had like oh, the, yeah. Had like the, the cavity in the front with the, like, looks like a shark, one of those whale sharks. You know, you just like, yeah. and just suck up. Maybe you get a couple wrappers from, from your straws because that's about all the suction this thing's got. Well, that, and that's the problem with them. They generally suck and they don't suck hard enough. And guess what? The battery will last you about three minutes. Yeah. Once you empty the thing out, you mysteriously hear something clink in the trash, and you realize it like lost a latch or something like that, and you're stuck with like <laughs> half the parts that you started the filter. with. It's always like the filter yeah. that you can't find. So they're just blowing dust all over. The, you know, when you're trying to run this thing, just throw it's it in the garbage. Gross. Get you know, just get rid of it. Uh, you know, when you're getting gas, this is this is why I tell my kids when you stop to get gas. Pull the trash out of the pockets, pull the stuff off the floor, and throw it away then. Thank you. And then whenever you go to... Oh, what are you Wrong doing? One. What are you doing? Sorry, hold on. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> I was trying to... Oh, yeah. I don't know what you're doing. Daryl's got lights a go-go going on over there. I think he was trying to applaud them. I was trying to hit applause, but all the buttons are blue. I'm yeah. sorry. All right. Anyway. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, go go use the free vacuums when you get the $7 car wash over there at Club Car Wash every couple months. And your car will be spick and span without this horrible, portable vacuum. I like that. That's that's very, very good advice. Yeah. It's so funny. My wife has one of those in the back of Highlander. Yeah. And it's, one day I was cleaning the car out and I see it. And first of all, the car's filthy. She's got a vacuum. She's got a vacuum. <laughs> it hasn't solved the problem. In though. a bag. No, still filthy. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going through the bag. I said, what's this? Oh, I bought it. I bought it on Amazon. I said, why did you? I said, this, these things are terrible. I like it. Angela wants one so bad for Nate. She's like, Nate needs a, a vacuum for his car. I'm like. No, he doesn't. They don't. They and okay. Let me just say this. No, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Your wife listens. You should stop. I'm going to right now. <laughs> Thank you. This is that's what I meant. All right, all right. Great. By the way, my dad also. Yeah. I think you, you and my you, you and my dad would get along quite quite well. I think you will on road trips because my dad is also every time you stop. I'm getting trash. Yeah. And he just gets he, – he does a little trash collection yeah. Yeah. and throws it out. Yeah. And I do the same thing. The older I get – I yeah. used to make fun of him. Yeah. I'd be like, you know, what, what's the big deal? Just leave it in the cup holder or whatever until yeah. we're, we're done with the trip. No. Nope. Yeah. Every time you Every stop, time you get gas, just do it. Just do it. And my wife – I do that to my wife. She's like, what are you doing? Leave yeah. that there. I'm I've like, got Angela trained. She will literally – before I even got the pump going, she leans over and take this. And it's just like a big wad of stuff or whatever. And, Beautiful. Yeah. Now, I just threw out the other day. I threw out an iced tea from – Whenever Burger King rebranded, <laughs> had it seeped through the wax. And oh now, yeah! Oh great! That's even better. Yeah, the, half the cuffs disintegrated and linking. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, "What's the what's the big deal? It's not bothering you." I'm like, yeah. "It is bothering me right now." Anyways, portable vacuums. Yes. Stay away. All right. So number one item not to get for somebody who yeah. loves cars. All right. So I will pick. Uh, I'll just we'll alternate here. I'll do mine. And this started out as a Christmas gift that I got. And I was I was very much looking forward to it. You familiar with Stanley Tools? Yeah, I I, I love these. I, I think these are amazing on paper. Yeah, on paper. So Stanley, of course, since uh, the Stanley works in yellow, Connecticut. Yellow and black. Yellow and black. They make all kinds of great stuff. You see the guys on uh, this old house rave about yeah. them. Um, so Christmas, about two years ago, I got a digital air compressor. And it was one of those that looks almost like a, like a rechargeable drill. Mm-hmm. But on the front of it, it's a little LED head and uh, a hose. And you can... Dial in 32 PSI, hit a button, connect it, and it's supposed to turn off, stop pumping. Everything's good, right? You would think so. <laughs> um, my mom got one of these, and she had trouble with hers. And then I got one, like, probably the next Christmas. And I'm like, huh. 
Literally, this thing sucked. It broke the first week I had it. And all I was doing was like topping off the old cars that are sitting all winter. Sure. Broke. Okay. Thing was just cold dead. So I took, instead of me. So was it plugged into the 12 volt? Yeah. Okay. It was on a little like little charger type thing. Okay. A built-in sealed rechargeable battery, oh, which yeah. I always hate those Non-serviceable. Two, right? Yeah. Junk. You know, like, I mean, just throw out the trash when you're done. Exactly. It's not, not even, even recyclable. Not even taking the recycling station. No. Yeah. That's crap. So this thing broke, right? And um, it like the first week, and I'm like, "What the heck happened?" So I'm doing an autopsy on this thing. At this point, I don't even care. <laughs> take it apart. Let's see I, what's wrong. I do, and, and Sarah's of course like, eh, "It's probably still under warranty." I'm like, "I'm not sending anything into warranty." <laughs> so I take the thing on the workbench. Shut bench. up, woman. Yeah. And what happened was the any kind of compressor. A lot of th- times, those pumps vibrate pretty hard. Yeah. This thing had the weakest solder joints I've ever seen, from the battery to the motor. Yeah. And they actually, the vibration of the motor was so bad, even though it's isolated and had like this like hot glue bushing in there, right, to keep the, the motor from hammering around, uh, the solder joint broke. It was probably a cold solder yeah. joint. And it, so I'm like, I get out there and I'm, you know, of course, I'm like pretending I'm an electrician. I'm out there like soldering. I got my little, you know, goggles on and all this stuff. I get the thing fixed. It lasts six more months before the battery finally won't hold a charge. I get literally half of one tire Two PSI, and then the thing dies. I smashed it to pieces. And I never felt so... Like a scene from Office Space? Yes. Like the PC load letter, like the printer. (laughs) And I took this thing. And it was so bad because I probably had spent at this point like two hours, you know. The thing's not even six months old. I, I already had it on the bench, rebuilt stuff. And I'm just like, screw this. I have... I kept the charger. Oh. Uh, because it's like a five volt. I use it for like a... Like a little charger. For right? other disposable devices. For other <laughs> other garbage that I should throw away. Um, but it, I tell you what, there was nothing that felt better than just smashing this thing. Plastic pieces went all over the place. I swept it up, threw it in the trash. I felt so good about it. So Stanley, by the way, follow up to that, I bought a Stanley Bostitch. I didn't learn my lesson apparently. Yeah, I was just going to say. I bought a Stanley Bostitch air compressor to do some finish nailing uh, in the house a couple months ago. And uh, that was also broken out of the box. I took it right back to Menards. Do you want another one? No, I want my money back. <laughs> I'm done. And I went to Lowe's and I bought the ch- crappy Cobalt House brand one yeah. that was thirty bucks cheaper. Works like a dream. I- I'll say this: I-, I think Stanley has kind of lost its. You- Stanley used to be a brand back when I was a kid. Yeah, and I think that might have been like an Ace Hardware brand or something like that because it used to be like ubiquitous in mm-hmm. the tool section. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like Sears. It wasn't Craftsman. But but Stanley was a decent brand. But no longer. No, no. No. I think it's like a Dollar General brand, right? It is. I think they probably sold the name and it's it's yeah, garbage. Yeah, garbage. Hot yeah. garbage. Yeah. All right. So what's uh what's on your other list here? Because I keep wanting to look at the I mean Yeah. No, I'm gonna the t- PS de resistance. I'm, I'm gonna tell you a story, Daryl. It's okay. a little story about a guy who got in serious trouble back in nineteen ninety seven. Hmm. And uh I'll let you guess who that guy is when the story's over. But, okay. Uh, All right. So if you have a friend who works at Radio Shack and he tries to sell you a radar detector because that'd be the perfect gift for your wife, you probably should think twice. Now, said wife may have had a couple tickets over the last year, and you're like, you know what? That costs us a lot of money. She's got court supervision, and I don't even know how much that other ticket costs. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she... She's learning a lot about She Mrs. is Stahl. known with that license plate on the back of her car that's personalized uh-huh. to blaze down 155, and, and people know who she is. She's passing them to an 85, 90 miles an hour. <laughs> so... When you when you're sitting there and you're going out to Bonanza with your buddy in 1997, yeah. and you know you're having 
wings and macaroni and cheese. Hold on, we got the flashback sound effect here. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. What year was that? 1997. There you go. Like, yeah. All right. And so, uh, and I'm just gonna let everybody know it. This is me. I'm talking about. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so my best buddy at the time, Jeff, he, <laughs> pinstripe shirt, suspenders. Jerry curl hair, you know, it literally is like a scene out of office face, something like that. And he's like, Hey man, you need to get one of these radar detectors, your wife. I'm like, you know, that's a good idea. Well, how he much said, is it? Where is he working? Radio Shack. Okay. okay. Radio, yeah. And, and he was a king of Radio Shack in Pekin. He had the Radio Shack at the mall. He worked there for years. Nice. And, uh, he loved that place. And I'd go in there all the time. Cause I was one of those guys by trinkets and antennas and wires, all that stuff. And I knew him from outside there. So we, we were always tight, but so he got me all just dialed in on this $320 radar detector i'm like angela needs this and i remember i went home one day i'm like you know what you, you know what do, what do you think about a radar detector she's like i definitely don't want a radar detector okay well i'll take that advice and just throw it out in the wind <laughs> just not do anything with it because <laughs> uh. of course my friend is already you know in his mind he's already got this thing in a box waiting for me when i get to radio shack so i picked it up and i picked up a couple of accessories and uh on christmas day when uh, angela Opened up her present. In 1997, a $300 gift is pretty strong work. It is. Yeah. It I is. think I got her necklace one year for like 400 bucks, and she thought I'd like blown the bank. Yeah. Um, it wasn't this year, because this year she got a radar detector. She was a bad girl, Daryl. That's why she deserves that radar detector. Santa Claus brought her that. So she opens up the radar detector, and she's so mad. She's just flaming mad. Really? And the, and the accessory I got her, because we used to have a Sony Discman CD player that sat right on the dash of the, of the Supra, or Celica, I'm sorry, when we drive around. Uh, I got her the, this like twelve volt udders is what I, I have no other way to describe them. You plug the the male end of the the twelve volt into the outlet, uh-huh. and then it it split into two like big udders. Like oh, if you, like if yeah. you're milking a cow, you could like slip these things over. Yeah, like a Y adapter type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're. I and know for what you're years, saying. she referred. They do look like those <laughs> like those milkers <laughs> sheets. Yeah, she called them the udders for years and. Uh, <laughs> She was so mad at me. I think, well, and I think then the worst thing was her mom got her Christmas plates, which her mom had asked her if she wanted Christmas plates. And she'd said, no, I don't want Christmas plates. And she got Christmas plates. So uh, the whole year, uh, she had people really paying attention to her. Yes. That yeah. was nice. That, that's her, a classic her... scenario any guy's probably used to. Yeah. If, they, if they've never heard their wife speak before, which I hadn't never heard her probably that year speak. You know, so. <laughs> I, I, let me just, did the. Radar detector, make it into a car. It did. We actually used it quite a bit. Did you? Okay. We did. Yeah, every time. Because back then we used to drive Florida to see my parents every year. So, uh, And she would literally drive. We'd drive straight through. And we're always in Atlanta, Georgia at like 2 a.m. in the morning. And she was just blazing a, a trail all the time. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Does it, uh, is it still in the, the house? No. Still floating around. Well, that's somewhere. a great question. You know, you I have random boxes it. full of wires and devices, but I don't think I still have that one. What brand I, was it? Do you remember? No, whatever. Was it a Cobra? Well, it was Radio Shack's brand. What was that? What was Optimus. There? It might have been Optimus. Yeah. yeah it was nice. nice. Anyway, I I recall one time we got pulled over in Atlanta. Realistic? Was it a realistic? No, it unrealistic. And we had the CD player on the dash, the, the Sony Discman, and the cop was like combing us over looking for, a, he's like, is that a radar detector? We're like, it's a CD player. Because they were illegal. I was going to say, some states, they, uh, yeah, I, Are I remember that. Are they still that. illegal? Uh, they might, they might Steve be. Steve Brown would know. He's a, he's a cross-country Yeah, uh, info at thrownwrenches.com. Yeah. Let us know if that's still a thing. Yeah. I couldn't tell you, the, besides I don't know if, Steve, yeah. I couldn't tell you the last time that I've been in a car. That was such a thing, though. It was. That it was, was huge. a thing. When you got into a car with a friend or somebody, you're like, oh, they got a radar detector. Yeah. They're, they're, a, they're a fast driver. They're cool. <laughs> 
Never mind the fact that it was in an 82 Oldsmobile Cutlass yeah. Supreme. I have a couple customers who still have them in their trucks nowadays. And it just, every time you get in the car, it's like, beep, 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 beep. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> it's like calibrating. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, riding with those Martians from the Sesame Street or whatever. It's a great reference. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Meeps or yeah. whatever they're yes. called. Yeah. Anyway, that's exactly what riding with a radar detector is like. Fantastic story. I bet I know what Angela wants for Christmas this year. You should ask her. Yeah, I She's will. in bed, though. So Yeah, I won't ask her now. Well, let's, let's shake her awake, and that'll be even better. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Santa's little elf what do you want for Christmas. <laughs> Restraining order. That's what she wants. All right. Well, I will take it. Uh, this is not high-tech by any means, but this is a gift that I feel like a few of our listeners might have actually gotten in the stocking uh, once or twice over the last few years. Who hasn't got one of these? I mean, you ever open that gift from a loved one and you're all excited because it's got a little mass to it. It feels heavy. It feels oh, yeah. like it might be a tool. Yeah. It might be useful. Multi-tool, maybe. What, was that, what are those things called? Those, Le- uh, Greber, Le- Leatherman. Le- Leatherman, yeah. Leatherman, yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, sweet. <laughs> Finally got one yeah. of these bad boys, right? And you open it up and it's a bright orange plastic <laughs> seatbelt cutter. Slash glass hammer slash vehicle crash escape tool. I don't even know what you call these things. Multi, like the when the poop hits the fan tool, somewhere along the line, I never saw this growing up, but somewhere along the line, someone said, you know, seatbelts are going to trap you in the car, and when you get in a crash, you need to have a tool to just rip through that, smash the glass, and get out. Uh, so I've got like three, I've got like four or five of these things over yeah. the years. Yeah. I never know where they end up. I always say, oh, thanks. And I always put it in like the console or the glove box or something like that. And I've never seen them again. Yeah. I don't know what happens to them. Hmm. You have any of these? Uh, no, but they're probably near every like ice scraper I've ever bought, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the little <laughs> mini ones. What happens to those? <laughs> they just disappear. Yeah. No I, clue. I will say this. We do have some listeners who have a couple of these. Okay. Now I think about it, I think they might have got them for their kids for Christmas. Did I just alienate some but of I'm, our listeners? But I think maybe they know that uh, those are not great gifts. <laughs> well, I don't know. Do you know – the other follow-up to that is you've obviously been in some sort of vehicular well, incidents. Maybe. Right? Maybe. What are you trying to say? Well, I'm just saying. Like, it's just the the luck of – you know the luck of the draw, whatever, you, whatever the stupid colloquialism is. Did you ever require one of these tools to cut yourself out of a of a of a seatbelt? No, or no. smash out of a, no. a window. I, you know, it's funny. The only thing I ever hear in my whole life is like guys who wouldn't wear their seatbelt, and like one guy got thrown from his car and lived. He's like, they said if I would have been in the car, I would have died, but I lived because I got thrown from it, and that's the kind of stuff that. Worries me more than people having these things in the cars. But that's the kind of people that have these things in the cars. <laughs> you know, like that's to me, it's hand in hand. I remember it's, this is like a weird memory that got triggered. Uh, one of my dad's friends passed Trigger. away, um, and it, it he he was he was a musician. In a uh, long story short, knew the guy for a long time. We used to ride around and, and stuff like that. Um, he had a big Ford conversion van, and there were no seatbelts. And as a younger kid, mm. I was like eight. My dad, being a driver's ed teacher, it was the first thing you do, buckle up, yep. right? And I think, you know, I was like, Mr. McHugh, where's your seatbelts? Oh, we don't have seatbelts in the van. I cut them all out. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ride like men. Yeah. It yeah. was kind of like that. It's like, those are that's BS. You don't need them. We cut them all out. And so that stuck with me. So for me, any any type of device that deletes the seatbelt uh, kind of scary. I also do know that um, my uncle was in a uh, crash 
last year in a in a, somewhere in Colorado mm-hmm. in a forerunner, and car flipped upside down. Uh, he had to literally smash the back glass out to get out of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. He's fine. Everything it, it all worked. You out. think he could have found the hammer if he needed it? But that's the thing. <laughs> I'm like, and so that's the, that came up. I was like, well, maybe if you had one of those little hammer tool things or whatever. And but. When you're in a crash, no, especially every, a oh, especially a rollover, yeah, you're not going to find anything. If I can't even find them now in my center console, and yeah. I know I'd probably go out to the tundra <laughs> tonight, I'd probably find seven of them. Um, in a crash, I'm going to be so dazed and confused. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I don't know. Weird, weird gift. I just say better off not giving them. Yeah, no, and it's definitely at every checkout line, or, or you go to Marshalls, you go to TJ Maxx, I'm like that. Gifts for men. There's yeah. that little hammer there for 1995, right? right? What was the uh, old store in the mall? The Brickstone? Yeah, yeah, that's a Brickstone device. <laughs> or sharper image, like, oh, this is a great thing. Sky Mall. It's probably in Sky Mall too. <laughs> All right, um, all right. This is my get... <laughs> this is my number three item. Now I gotta say, when I chose this item, I thought this is something that nobody. This would be a terrible gift, but. The more I've looked at it, because I did, I, I did the um, the full imagery from mm-hmm. the Amazon uh, clip here. Great screen grab. Uh, it's uh, it's actually looking kind of appetizing. So maybe, just maybe, this might uh, keep me from getting salt all over my car. What I'm going to do <laughs> on this episode of the show, I'm going to put a link. I'm going to make sure that I, I tie it into like Throwing Wrenches account, so we can get like a dollar for every time somebody buys one of these. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, for the JS Car Life Universal Car French Fry Holder and Cup Holder. So it's a <laughs> thank you. It's a beautiful device. So now we've taken our cup holder, and you know sometimes you get those supersized fries. You can't really shove them in the cup holder because it kind of flexes it, and the salt kind of pours out. Yeah. So we have here we have a device that sits inside the cup holder, and it has a big wide mouth, so you can set that supersized fry right in there. And oh. yeah, by the way, you can have a little spot there to put your sauce. So. How many times have you ever driven away from the McDonald's, Daryl, and wished that you could dab your fries in some ketchup? But you All can't because you're driving, right? All the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this device solves that. Oh. That's, I'm trying to find – I'm sorry. I thought we had one that says, ooh. Yeah. Like, like now, the oohs and ahs. Yeah. It's now, right. I, because I'm now an elitist, uh, you know, I've been to Europe and I don't eat French fries anymore. <laughs> I would never, ever get this device because I don't eat French fries. Are you serious? <laughs> like, you're taking that stance? <laughs> Or is this comedic effect? <laughs> well, you, whatever you want to interpret. It, you you only eat palm frites now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you scallywag. No, honestly. Okay. So the ketchup, it could be, it, could it be used for other things like little packets of maybe, ranch? Maybe Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Oh, Jake will be all about that. So maybe this is oh, maybe man. maybe what I've done inadvertently here is I've <laughs> selected the best thing you could get because you can get two of these suckers for fourteen ninety nine, and if you follow the link that I'm going to post on the show, you could save ten percent with a coupon. Did we just enter into a Ronco infomercial? <laughs> what? what? This is supposed to be the worst Christmas gift. You just picked the best <laughs> thing ever invented. So in the history of ever, yeah, I might have, I might have screwed this this assignment. No, up. this is. By the way, what does it say here on the bottom of the description of the name? Uh, where, where? Plastic phone mount beverage fast food holders. Plastic phone mount car accessories for women. <laughs> <laughs> accessories for women. Uh, you know what? Maybe Angel would have been happier with these. I mean, I could have saved a lot of money over radar detector had they been making these back then. If you showed her this right now and said, "Honey, you want one of these for Christmas?" You want a two-pack? Do you think she'd say yes or she'd say no? You know what? We have a gag gift thing that we do in my family. I mean, for fourteen ninety nine for two of these, 
this could be an easy winner. Well, here's what you do. You give one yeah. as the gift. And, and keep one? Keep one. Yeah, I like it. Beta test it. <laughs> this is great, dude. Great. Honestly, this is probably the best find I, I, I think I've ever seen on Amazon. I don't even know how I found it. I, honest to God, I, I don't know what I was doing, but I saw it. You heard it here. He's, he's playing dumb. Yeah. I don't know how I, I know. found it. It's in my wish list. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nice work. Yeah. Nice work. I'm going to order so much of this. <laughs> All right, so mine pales into comparison. Um, Sorry, I should have gone last. No, I should have. I should have bounced it to you. Yeah, that's fine. Um, number three for me, and I've gotten a couple of these over the years. My wife is a big fan, big fan of these things. I'm going to call them the dash duster wand thing. Ah, they're those telescoping wands that look like a microfiber or like a. Do you remember a koosh ball? You remember oh yeah, those? yeah, yeah. It's like a microfiber. Wasn't he like a Saturday morning cartoon? The, the koosh ball? Probably. <laughs> Probably. That was smooge. I don't know what that was. was. Cubert? No, it was an arcade. <laughs> I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the. It's the. It's the same thing as a Swiffer. Only a Swiffer or a microfiber cloth does like way better. And these things come. I swear they're like dust. They're like dust repellent. They don't, attra- and they're generic too. They never have like a real brand, right? If no. It, if it were like listed as Swiffer, you might trust it. Yeah, I think Swiffer needs to, or like Bounty, or some yeah, other yeah. <laughs> some, quicker pepper, quicker pepper rubber. Yeah, exactly. And then it would actually work. So all of these reasons, I just you know get a Swiffer, dust your dust your car off, especially if you have pet hair. Like, don't buy the thing. It's it's not going to work. I don't know why. It's stupid. Don't do it. Um. Damn, those fries do look good. Man. It's late at night. <laughs> By the time we're finishing this episode, it is very late. So, so this is one of those gifts. This is a perfect example of one of those things that people pick up. Again, at the end of the aisle, you have done a great job. Were you at Marshall's this week? I guess that's what I need to know. I was. I was. I might have been shopping. Yeah. I might have been shopping. Much like you and I are wanting to do. Oh, yeah. Late at night. Our, it's my favorite segment of the show. Is it? It is. Is it? Sometimes I find myself overseas. And sometimes I think, well, I'd like to own an Italian car when I come home. So what do I do? Oh, I could have went to Autobella, but I know I'm not going to buy any cars and ship them overseas because why would I do that when I'd just rather be there? So, so I will go to Hemmings this week. I shall find a fine European car, an Italian car to be exact, on Hemmings. I've never done this, Daryl. This, this to me, this was dangerous waters. Hold on. What's I, the name of the segment? Cars of the Week. Oh, there you go. Sorry. No, you're fine. Sorry. I, I'm sorry, I was jumping into my car. No, you're fine. You're I was fine. jumping into my car. You're so right. excited. So I was. Auto Bella. Auto Bella. Bella. Auto Bene. Anyway. Right. Uh, so what do I do? I look up Italian cars. And what is the ultimate Italian car, Daryl? Some would argue it could be the Lamborghini, but I say it's the Ferrari. Ooh, even got the inflection. The Ferrari. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Yes. When you think, in your mind, that's what you think of an Italian car. Fast, red, sporty. Yes. And it looks like all of those boxes are being checked. Well, maybe, because I'm still cheap. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) There's cheap Ferraris. You would want to buy one. And that's the thing. So, you know what? There's uh, this 85 Ferrari Mondial Cabriolet. Ooh. This one actually runs. It's got 51,000 miles. There are several online on Hemmings you could find in the $20,000 range to $25,000 range. They may not run. But but this one actually is a pretty decent car. It's got a 240 horsepower. It's got you know, four valves per cylinder. It's a mid-engine car. It's got a five-speed manual transmission. There are a couple of these with automatics, which I can't believe you'd want to do that, right? Mm, but yeah. uh, this car, in running condition, is listed at thirty nine ninety five. You're kidding me. Yeah. 
So you could get a Ferrari for $40,000. That's, I find that extremely hard to believe. And I also, I've seen one of these around town. Yeah? Yeah. I might know a guy that But this car one. is kind of, it's like the redhead stepchild. This is the cheapest Ferrari you're going to find. So is it really a Ferrari? Was it built somewhere else? Is it like a Fiat in, in Ferrari clothing? There's got to be something about it that doesn't have the legacy or the heritage or something, right? You know, it's interesting you say that. I, uh, this is a small little three liter V8. And I know that there is a stigma with Ferraris that aren't V12. Okay. I think it's this, the Dino which is kind of like a, there was a Fiat Dino, there was a Ferrari Dino. Uh, and I think there's another one that's they're, – they're not a V12. So I think the purists, this, the true – it's kind of like the, the Porsche folks. Like, well, if it's not a 911, it's not really – I don't care yeah. about it. And you're like, okay, but I'll still take a 944 Turbo and have fun with it or a yeah. 928, uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if it's that. But I'll tell you, these are – there's something about these – because they have this very similar kind of Pininfarina lines as like the 308 Magnum, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. the Magnum PI. Yes, but that car is about twice the price. Way more expensive. Yeah. Probably a little bit bigger. And then also the fact that it's a little spider, a little convertible. I don't say little because it's, you know, they're not little, little. But it it has uh, it has a different look to it. And I like this. I like this looks like something that you would cruise down the Pacific Coast Highway yeah. with. I or I could uh, have it. I could buy it in Italy and just have it waiting for me when I land in Rome, and I yes. get it and then drive into the mountains in your villa. Yeah, my villa. <laughs> Go to your your villa and my uh, mountain villa in in the Brusca. I, I think that drive my Ferrari to the Brusca. Just hair blowing in the wind. Yeah, you hairs. Know, you yeah. and Angela. Well, I'm <laughs> thinking more of your wife's hair. Um, you know the other part about this is I heard <laughs> I heard old Ferraris are very economical to maintain. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard that too. I've heard they're easy to work yeah. on. Nah. I'll be in Italy. It'll be fine. You just find. Let's pick up spare parts. I remember when I lived in Miami, <laughs> people would, uh, the Brazilians would come to Miami all the time. I was a, a, a bellman at a big hotel. Mm. And uh, the Brazilians, all they would do is like fill their suitcases with Land Rover parts. So I could be that guy. I could just go to Italy just to like fill my bags with Ferrari parts all the time, right? That's not a bad gig. Yeah. Maybe you Until could... I get the customs. And <laughs> <laughs> uh... they do a cavity search looking for Ferrari parts. Right. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for your Quattro Valvole. Um, I think that's how you say it. This might house. be possibly one of the nicest cars I've picked on the show. It's pretty, and cheapest. As far as, well, you're pretty yeah, reasonable. No, I'm, I'm, again, I could have found much, much more expensive Ferraris. I thought this one was reasonable. And, and if I was ever going to convince my wife into getting a Ferrari, this would have to be the one because I can't afford anything more. And it's a convertible. She likes. She, tends she loves to, convertibles. Yeah, you're right. She likes those. But then again, I could just drive a ten thousand dollars Celica convertible and not worry about anything. So yeah, there fair. you go. That's fair. Great choice. I love it. I love it. I Thank love you. it. Um, I completely went the opposite direction. Uh, you went with classy. I don't think European. you've ever picked one of these. In all the years that we've been doing the show, no, I'm shocked by this. Well, the, and, and the only reason I picked this is because I've seen it. I know it. Uh, it's a friend of mine's, and so there's the possibility. Well, yeah, but no, <laughs> uh, we're really tapped out. Sorry, I keep leaning on your table here. Um, I picked a 1925 Ford Model T T truck, and of course, everyone's familiar with a Ford Model T car. Uh, Model T T is basically just 
the big truck version of that. And it's your classic steak bed. So the front of it looks like uh, it's, it's, it's an enclosed cab. So it's not a C cab or day cab, whatever they call that, where it's exposed to the elements. There's no windows. There's no nothing. A lot of trucks, especially, you know, in urban delivery trucks, um, weren't sealed up. They weren't, you know, if it rained, you got rained on. It was kind of like, you know, a, a much more modernized version of a horse and buggy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they started doing enclosed cabs uh, somewhere around the early 20s, and this this is one of those. Very nice, beautiful coachwork on it. It's uh, it's kind of a, um, uh, not teal, but like a, a steely blue, uh, greenish color. Uh, it's been restored. It's a, My friend Randy owns this thing. And he bought it a couple of years ago at a Mecham auction. And it was fully restored, all documented in Cars and Parts magazine, featured out of Ohio. A guy spent years restoring it. Really nice, nice truck. And it's one of those uh, steak beds in the back. Uh, it's not a dually. It's still single wheel, but still a good-sized truck. It's got a big oak steak bed, and the, and the, the woodwork on it is gorgeous, yeah. too. I, I love that, too, especially on the old trucks where it looks like it's uh, you know old furniture or something. Really yeah. cool. So Randy got this thing. He's been driving it around, uh, went to several shows with him this year. And uh, Randy is like us where he likes cars and then another car pops up. He's like, yeah, it's a good deal. I'm going to go ahead and buy that. So he keeps getting cars. Trouble is, Randy, like us, um, he gets to a point where he's like, I need to make some space. And he (laughs) he has to make some some big decisions. So he doesn't love this car as much as you would love this car. I think – well, the other thing too is it needs some transmission work. So there is that. Um, Apparently these are like a two-speed planetary transmission that have bands in them. Oh, boy. I don't know anything What are the bands made of? Oxide? (laughs) Leather? (laughs) Sheepskin? I have no idea. Uh, But the deal is the thing – it uh, it does need a little TLC. Uh, It was having some trouble getting up and on the trailer. Uh, and this being an older Model T truck, it's not something you're going to go on Interstate 74 with. No. Right? This is, if you live in a small town, you can putter around, go get ice cream. You can do the parade thing. Um, you know, where you and I live might be a little difficult to get anywhere with it. Yeah, that kind of sucks. I mean, that that's mm-hmm. the worst part about something like this. And you feel like you're taking your life in your own hands, just taking on like an Allentown Road or something like that. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Mechanical brakes. Mechan- I mean, it's everything's mechanical on the thing. But... It is it is really a neat timepiece, and you know, two years can be a hundred years old. So I felt bad for this thing. Um, clear title, got everything it needs. Body's great, it runs great. Uh, it just needs new bands in the transmission, and he just doesn't have time for it. So he's asking seven thousand dollars for this, hmm. and I really think with the condition the rest of it's in, it's really a bargain. I just it am, looks super clean. It's I'll cool. give you that. Yeah, he's got a, another nineteen nineteen Ford Model T touring sedan. He's a, he's actually got two other Model Ts. He's got a nineteen fifteen Overland. He's really into the old stuff, and where he works. Um, lives, I mean, um, it works for him because it's a small town. He can drive to the local pizza place or go get gas. Oh, yeah, Farmington. You you get everything you need in Farmington. Just scoot around town, yeah. During Spoon River Drive, which is a big regional like flea market, uh, he has this parked right out on 116. So it's really kind of neat to see. Um, I don't know. I'd love to own something like this, this old, but at the same time, I don't know what I'd do with it. So I don't know. Yeah, a poor Bork never even saw the light of day last year, so No, I just I just become a hoarder. I don't know, maybe uh I don't know, maybe I'd just do like a grapes of wrath type of thing. Just load oh, all yeah. my possessions. Yeah. Beverly Hillbillies. Dude, you when, know? When, when you watch those giant land wagons, those guys would be I mean, yeah. I think about the rear axles and the bear, were there bearings in those things? I mean 
Oh, yeah. They had to be crushed by the weight on the back of those things. Yeah, when you look at like they, an old Model T, you're in a Model A truck, yeah. um, and you look at like how those things used to deliver whatever they delivered back then. That's a lot. And they're tiny. Were they overbuilt? Were the rear ends overbuilt? No, I think it's kind of the same setup. Again, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on these, particularly trucks um, of that era. I don't think they were that much more stout than like a like the cars were. Really, unless you got into like the one tons and stuff like that, and dual dual axles and things. Then then those for sure were. Yeah, but uh, no, this thing it's you know if you were a, a farmer or you you had a furniture store in town or something like that, this is probably what you'd have. Delivering eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a bunch of <laughs> put a bunch of chickens in it. I don't know. I think there's all kinds of fun. The nice thing about these old trucks too is it's it's fun to stage them. You know, you could do. Christmas cards yeah, with them. You, just gets them. It. you and I talked about this earlier about uh, having so much stuff sitting around that you just like, you know, at right. what point do you put a mannequin in it and then you like stack right. some Coke bottles in the back and then like, oh, let's paint it red and make it a Coke truck, you know. I made a then TikTok. Then it becomes theater of the mind. I did. I, I, I made a TikTok of this thing. I was at you a made st- a TikTok? Yeah. What's I'm... your TikTok handle? What? Ed <laughs> Throne Wrenches. Okay. Yeah, you can check that out. Thank you. <laughs> um... I'm like, did I make it? Oh, yeah, I did. (laughs) I was at a steam show with him over the summer, and uh, I followed him around the property while he was driving around, and I put uh, some Oh Brother, Where Art Thou music behind it, and I put a little grainy, like, black and white filter, and I'm like, damn, I would would love to have this thing, just to do, like, dress up like Papio Daniel (laughs) or something, (laughs) or like, but then I get into, like, costume, like, I am a man, (laughs) constant sorrow, I don't know, it's just a slippery slope, I don't need any more hobbies, I'm done. No, I, I I, I mean, I'm going to get a Ferrari instead, it seems like a better, (laughs) you know, I think if we did a Throne Wrenches uh, Ferrari, we might have a better, easier time selling it on our wives than uh, this thing. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Hmm. 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 Just, just think. Another two or three years of Patreon support, we might be able to pull that off. Or, or decade. Did I say years or decades? I think twenty-five years. <laughs> Which means that you'll be. Uh, oh yeah, I'll you'll be, be forty. Yeah. Yeah. And right. And I'll be twenty-nine. Yeah. And actually, I'll be that perfect age to have a Ferrari. I'll be, you know, all, all white. You know, yeah. no hair. Right? Uh, yeah. You can wear the Ray-Bans. You'd look like Enzo. What would be the shoe you wear? You can't wear New Balance if you have a Ferrari. Bruno Mali. Bruno Mali? Bruno Mali shoes. Man, so you're saying the hush puppies won't count. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> new Balance. Stick with the New Balance. All they're, right. They're comfortable. Right. Do you think there's a cup holder for my fries? I would hope so. Uh, I'll bet there isn't. How do they say French fries in Italian? Uh, French fries. Probably, yeah. Um, you know what? I I love being back in the saddle with you. It's been a while. I think we had fun. Hopefully the folks who listened to us again. Yeah. Merry Christmas, hour. everybody. It Merry was uh, kind of hastily thrown together here. We certainly didn't. I mean, that multimedia production for Moment of Musk was done by somebody else, and it was a year old, but we hope you appreciate the effort we put into that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, hopefully um, get, get this uh, train back on the tracks. Got a couple people want to make some guests with, and... Got to make some T-shirts because those Patreon people, man, they need their rewards. Are you a Patreon reward member? Well, you should be. You might get some cool pre-shows. You might get some swag. So I say might. You're definitely going to get it. So sign up for that Patreon pre-show if you get a chance. Hang on that carrot. Yeah, you got it. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for another great year. 2023 will be over soon enough, and I'm thankful for that. So uh, 2024, we'll see you then. That's right. And remember, kids, always drink your Ovaltine. Just a stupid commercial. Crummy commercial? Did you watch the new one? 
the uh, no. they they went back to whatever the town was. And, Coleman, Indiana. Um, but I guess you know that guy is like friends with Vince Vaughn, that whole crew of people. The guy, Peter Billingsley. Peter Billingsley, yeah. So he he made a new special. Was it? It's got to be on Netflix or Prime. It's the one where he's like older, yeah. or he's yeah. the dad and, now, and, or something. Yeah, and the uh, guy, the redheaded kid who was like beating him up, is now a cop in town and stuff. It's it wasn't bad. I mean, if you want to go down nostalgia lane, nostalgia lane is kind of bad. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth watching just for the I didn't realize up until a couple years ago he di- he's like a director now. I don't know if he's he, a good director though. Maybe he directed. Um, you ever see the breakup with yeah, Jennifer Aniston? That's and... a terrible movie though. It's fucking morose. It's dark. Yeah, it is. I watch that and I'm like, this is depressing as shit. Yeah, it is. Angela but... watches like.